from Atlanta, Fulton County. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. That you maintain the status. December 7th, 19. I question a psychopath. Doing it right. We got Julian, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, Julian. It's Julian. It's not Julian because he's not white. Yeah. But he sounds like Barack Obama. <laughs> That's for goddamn sure. Again, he was the secretary of HUD under the Obama, or he's the representative. He's the representative. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. We're starting off hot and political. Yeah, I, mean, I tell you what, I'm man. actually going to go to the Arnold fucking, ooh, Stanley Tucci searching for Italy. <laughs> known homosexual Stanley Tucci. <laughs> known gay. <laughs> With six children, known homosexual Stanley Tucci. That's a fun, the, it's a fun game we play here on Keith Pazel's podcast. I, of course, am Keith Pazel. I'm here with Adam Crocious. Hello, everyone. We're going to talk about the world and ourselves through what is on television. And I actually have a lot on tap of what actually was on TV this week. Man. Is that Olivia Williams? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We went through it. We went through yeah, the... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Bounce is my favorite channel because it really looks like they're holding a phone up to something, like like an actual <laughs> screen, and that's what they're broadcasting. The <laughs> like quality. the resolution? It was sort of like us watching that Red uh, Cub game last week. The yeah, resolution was sort I of... I found a bunch of those. <laughs> it's all the original broadcast. I have to admit it, man. I just let you know, too. And I'm just... I'm getting out. I'm starting out hot. Okay? I'm starting out... I'm coming in hot. Oh, I recorded your Britney Spears rant. I've been <laughs> recording since the since the second you walked in my fucking door. Coming in hot, but but the, <laughs> I've been watching Monday Night Football games from the seventies. I've watched all this Viking stuff from when I was a little kid, like eight and nine years old. It's I'm serious, dude. It's pretty cool. Like I'm really into it. I, I'm really happy about discovering. I watched the Monday Night game, the first half of the. Is uh, it better because you you're like through the outcome, like you've dealt with the grief of the outcome? It isn't so. It's just the the TV see, production, the players, the play calls. It's just pretty different. Do you see plays where you're like fucking a? If they would have just fucking com- gotten a first down right there. Well, what you see? What I'm you see? I've always said this. 1977 was my year of sports consciousness and awareness and that's the truth and the vikings are part of that you know the uh showing the vikings are the main part of that but 78 it really became codified me being a minnesota viking fan and the second week of that season they played the denver broncos <clears throat> on monday night football yeah. Monday Night football used to be the shit obviously Fucking oj simpson was the sideline guy oh no or? no the, 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 this is this is howard cosell dan, dan uh 
Don Meredith and, and uh, Frank Gifford. So, I mean, it was like, it was the crew, man. The like, fuck is Don the, Meredith? Oh, Don, Danny Don Meredith, man. Oh, he was, turn out the lights, the party's over. He, he used to be the quarterback for the uh, for the Cowboys before Staubach in the late 60s. He had like a personality, he's a Southern guy, and he had a like, fun-loving personality. That's great. I think he used to booze up a lot. I think well, he, they all did. Bobby Hall, <laughs> even hockey players. Bobby Hall used to fucking to keep to keep warm <clears throat> that was back when <laughs> hockey arenas were actually cold yeah. i know exactly. there was no climate control on the building there was fog <laughs> inside the stadiums absolutely you know which which will be uh which will be <clears throat> on that motif keith you talked about this but uh you know but we got sabotage on by the way in the yep. background yep. Uh, uh arnold movie right after he was governor he was a DEA, DEA agent on a mission at the beginning of the movie. The mission went wrong. He was burned badly. And now it looks like he's some sort of tax adjuster slash interrogator. <laughs> uh, national socialist. Yeah. He and Ryan Pace are hanging up in yeah. the same circles as white supremacists. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> Arnold's reasonable, I think, politically. I think he was Republican. an okay governor. I was talking about that. Well, he's, California's he signed, got a, quite a history of recalling their governors. Yeah. Well, he, which we're going to find out. He's yeah. He signed a deal with Tony Blair. Uh, a, a pollution trading agreement, you know, uh, to try to reduce the amount of uh, greenhouse gases uh, being put into the atmosphere. England and the state of California did that, but not the United States, of course. That would not happen, of course. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's my little political moment. Maybe we can hit that little button there. We got that political moment. Here we go. It's going to be. <laughs> you know, Keith, Gray Davis was recalled and Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor. But obviously, more liberal than Democratic governors of other Western states. <clears throat> He's in Hollywood. He's got to be a little bit more liberal than uh, than some folks. Well, I always thought that people just thought that he was not a total tard. That 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 was his grading of just like, well, he didn't let California burn down to the ground. <laughs> well, he was. Uh, you know, he has his MBA from the University of Wisconsin, Superior. By the way, if you went to Superior, there's all those UW schools in Wisconsin: River Falls, Eau Claire, Oshkosh. Uh, Superior was like you were. I mean, that was like the bottom of the barrel, man. You go to UW Superior, it was like up in that crappy weather. The worst weather. What about the University of Wisconsin Green Bay, the one in the Horizon League? Oh, uh, the Phoenix. Uh, That was actually a newer. That you know, that wasn't really. That was created like in the '60s, I think, or '70s. Where the other schools were created earlier than that. They were state schools, good solid state schools. But anyway. We were uh, talking about a lot of things. I went off on a tangent. Uh, In the cut, it's been made into a show. In the cut is a movie. Oh, or was at least. God, I don't even know. It just seems everything's so watered down. That's why there's got to be an opportunity for my crappy. Is this the Starsky? Like, uh, oh, this is oh, it's original. This isn't the. Oh, you know what I watched this week? I I watched Magnum Force, which was the second Dirty Harry movie. I had never seen it beginning to end. It's unbelievable. Like. I wanted to tweet about this, but isn't that Clint Eastwood? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, classic uh, like toothpick matching the like. Oh yeah, and big gun Cobra toting, before you know. Cobra. Eastwood. Oh yeah, absolutely, it, it, very much. He and like and, and 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 Charles Bronson were in competition for like the the renegade, you know. But but Eastwood was winning that. Eastwood tied into the bullet motif of Steve McQueen. He was able to dovetail into that, make it kind of tougher, you know. But it is. I was going to tweet about this. I did not because I didn't want to. Look at that car. That's such a fucking badass car. Is that a oh. Chevelle, man? No, no, I think it's a Pontiac. Charger. I think it's a Charger. Uh, but it's, a, it's certainly a, it is a Dodge uh, product. It's a Chrysler product. Because they had big engines. 
Because it's um, American. And what made me think about that? Magnum Ford's Force? being bought out by the rice eaters. Because, no, this is before the Japanese truly Didn't took David over. Didn't David Soul become a pop star? Well, yeah, and David Soul was in Magnum Force. That's the reason I'm, I'm talking about it. David Soul was one. Tim Matheson was one of the Robert Urich. <clears throat> Robert Urich from uh, from Vegas. That's what I remember, Robert David Urich. Soul has the hair of an albino man. <laughs> he's he's a murderer in, uh, in, in Magnum Force. You see, they tried to soften up Dirty Harry's image. You know, like his image, he was so anti authority. Like his, the first, original Dirty Harry, it's like, wow, this cop is really in it. Like the system, the liberals, they're letting every, all the criminals are getting away. The criminals are getting out. We got to take them on through vigilante style justice. Why? Why do you have to do that? That completely created the mentality of just locking everyone up. Such a reaction to the 70s. 60s. I feel like the 70s and 80s was the era of the plainclothes cop. Well, you know, the 70s was the beginning of that like i feel they, like that was they, they were like they won't people won't think they're like pigs if they're not yeah, wearing the uniform exactly man. yeah 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 they're kind of like regular people you know we won't taunt charles manson if they're wearing <laughs> jeans but yeah it, it all it, so i watched Got my grandpa's Force. cadillac up there yeah on the fucking on the on the on the old hacker yeah uh magnum force they, how they softened up Harry Callahan's uh, uh, image is they gave him a go-to Asian woman he had sex with in his apartment building. And she comes up, the opening scene when you introduce her character, she's like, yeah, you're the cop who lives above me, right? Six months, I haven't talked with you. Can I ask you a question? And he's like, yeah, ask me a question. Yeah. Yeah. And she's as like, as long as you're what does white. It no, 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 not at all. He's like, so what, was it what would it take to sleep with the cop? That's the first thing she says to him. She just talks like, we're going to fuck yeah. immediately. This is pre-AIDS. It's 1973. The pill is in full swing. And so he has a his go-to. It's not a girlfriend. It's just a woman he has sex with in this building. That's Hell all it yeah. is. She's got like three scenes. She is a character. She gets credit. But it is uh, Suzanne Summers was in it from, from Three's Company. <laughs> and with that, guys, we'll be right back. No, it is. <laughs> Suzanne Summers. Yeah, that was Magnum Force. That movie Hell made yeah. 40 million bucks, man. Hal Holbrook was the evil cop. That was the real beginning of like the prick, the prick police captain or prick lieutenant at like the pissed off. You know something? I'm really angry. You know, like that. I've that, had that, it up to here with you. Know, you. you know, Axel Foley, you're a real jerk. Like the, the real pissed off, like, cop, you know, and that, that was a motif for like 20 years in movies, you know? Yeah. Like the pissed off cop, which is such a cliche. That if, if you were an alt comic when I first oh, started, are very confident. I mean, they've been murdering people of color with impunity for fucking God. for a millennia. That's yeah, pretty amazing. Jesus Christ. Uh, state state sanction. I mean, they have lethal state power. They are allowed to kill. The state allows them to kill. Uh, uh, yeah. my, my, my writing partner and eat donuts, right? My, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a rim shot. Do do do. No, but my uh, the bomb, bomb, bomb is our rim shot. My or writing, you can give him a quick. My my writing partner is uh, gay. No, not at all. But he's a civil rights attorney, and he said that doing police misconduct cases very difficult. He's won a lot of them, but they're not an easy case to take on. Like, I'm undefeated, but it takes years off your life, kid. Does he call you kid? No, no. But he's. I tell you what, when we worked at the, at the fair housing agency. Worked at the fair. I worked with him for three years there. He was there for eight years. He won twenty five straight, uh, 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 not lawsuits, but uh, dr uh, trial juries, jury jury trials. So, and I, I was a witness in uh, several of them. I had to testify several times in court. So, I'm just getting my rap down, man. Your rap, <laughs> my, my, my pitch down. You know, 
when I have to pitch my show. <laughs> this is what I think of. I'm working it out. You gotta here, do do you know? it in the elevator ride. You know, um, when you ride the elevator up to my floor, you should have your pitch done by the time oh you get to my floor. God, that's that's the rule. Cliche. A cliche. You know, that's such a cliche. <laughs> It is a cliche, you know, it's, it you have to have it down in your log line. And if you don't check all these boxes, it's I have an idea. Here's what you need to do. I, I'm it's, all cocky. It should be good. I you, mean, you, you got to create a good story. Be, yeah, you got to have some good characters. But, but to not to break those rules, it's got to be real good. Well, I think it's, it's got to be good. It's got to be good enough. You know, it's got to be good enough. So we'll see. My writing partner's coming into town, you know, next week. And then we're meeting up with this producer woman. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that, you know. You might want to nail her name before you get this meeting well, down. I, yeah, I don't want to. You know, <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to drop her name, man. Right now. Oh yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. You know, I, just I feel I, you. I, I just don't want to. You know, whatever. It's just a. Uh, it's cool. You know, it's it's just another step. It's in a cool, process, blood. You know, <laughs> let's go back to bounce if we're going to talk like that. Absolutely, we should do that for sure. It's We've my favorite channel. Yeah, of all time. Yep. Yeah. See what we got going on dialogue wise here. Again, if you're not watching the video, what's going on with you? You go to KeithPazel.com. It's their video and audio. The the violence against women in early Clint Eastwood movies is really pronounced, by the way. Oh, it's he like, slaps broad. Oh, I mean, well, he didn't do that in this. But there's a woman who gets... First off, there's a lot of like close-up shootings with machine guns. A good like 15 to 18 people get off in this movie. Like It's a pretty high body count for a movie yeah. of that era, you know? And, and there's one where there's a threesome going on with two dudes and a woman, Hell you know? Yeah. There's a threesome. Like These guys come in, these cops, and, and they kill them. You don't know it's the cops. They shoot one of them. They're up in like a 40-story, 40th floor of a, of a building in San Francisco. They shoot this woman out of a window because there's so much force <laughs> on the book. She gets shot out of a window <laughs> And she literally, I love that. She literally or the <laughs> shot where you see the bullet fly out of the barrel of the gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they blow her through the window. Window, and, and she's she goes, not in pieces at the bottom at all. No, and, and she's buck naked. And the, 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 it was like a, the effect they had buck was like, naked uh, buck shot. It looked like some sort of like a Stretch Armstrong doll that was propelling through the and smacks her head. I mean, they just like you hear her head hit and stuff. It's. It was really violent. So, Crow, though. Before this, violent. I was I wanted you to come earlier. Yeah. Not want not like need, but we I watched the last Boy Scout before this. Oh yeah, ninety two. Yeah. With uh, with Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis and Damon, Damon Waynes. Waynes. Yeah, well, yeah, that was when Waynes was he's trying the, to get a career. He's going. the star football player for the Los Angeles fucking McGillicuddies or whatever the fuck they're. That not, opening scene. That opening. Where there's scene, a murder on the football on the field? football field is unbelievable when you think of like truly unbelievable you go 80s ridiculous that's a ridiculous early night he has a gun in his jock he's running down the the side during a, a rain game in la those common games and he pulls a gun out and shoots players and then shoots himself in the end zone because it's some gambling scheme going i mean that is unbelievable it's also not a fucking reflection on reality because there's a line in it where they go <laughs> This may signal the end of professional football. <laughs> like the league is really on the ropes. And I'm just like, oh, this isn't the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> there has been a few times when the league's been a little bit wobbly. The 82 strike, you know, it, it, it's it's a machine. That thing is a machine. You, you know? know how it's a machine? Deshaun Watson is being sued by 6,000 women for yeah. fucking sexual assault. And boy, have they kept it under wraps. I've One radio show talked about it for like 10 minutes in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
you know, it, it, the thing that pisses me off with the NFL is that they signed that $100 billion deal with Amazon, okay? Meanwhile, they lower the salary well, cap. hello, Larry. They lower the salary cap by $15 million. That union is weak. It is weak. Get more money, man. By the way, I'm Get relying. more money. No, Keith, oh, yeah. get more money, okay? That's what they have to do. Who, the NFL? Yeah, no, the players. The players. The NFL. They, yeah. they're, they are exploited. They truly are exploited. No, they're not. They make a lot of money, man. No, they don't. The median salary for an the NFL player. The sad part is they share revenue more than any league in America. Baseball, well, well, the, baseball hoards all their cash. The, the owners. What the owners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The owners. Exactly. Like the, the, the players. The football, union of baseball is far stronger. Football wouldn't exist in Green Bay if. Oh, of course not. It wouldn't exist in Kansas City. Yeah, you know, and no, it wouldn't. Of course, but 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 it's that, that you missed my point. Is it, is it's, it's oh, just no, a, I gotcha. It, it is just yeah. They need to give the players more. Jesus Christ, man! I mean, those the median salaries eight hundred thousand bucks a year. Fifty percent of the league makes below eight hundred thousand bucks a year. You know, some five hundred thousand bucks a year. Uh, it ain't that much money. It really isn't. Yeah, it's not. That's why it's okay. That's why they gamble not, on their games. You know, <laughs> and they make movies like Last Boy Scout. Yeah, because <laughs> they got to make some cash. That I'm. I had never seen that movie. I just recently I watched the first scene. Fucking and, Rod and, Woodson in the backfield. I was just like, what? I, 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 it was jaw dropping. Like this actually got greenlit. Like this, they watched this. Like, hey, well done on that scene. Ooh, that was that was the opening scene. Is a football player taking a gun out of his jock shooting people as he's running down the field and then killing himself in the end zone. You know, it's like, how did, how did they look at that script and say, good idea, good idea on that one? It's, that's amazing. Well, it was pre-9-11, so the gun probably could have gotten into the stadium. Well, no, that, 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 that's not even, it's not, it's just the idea of like, that would just, it just would not happen. Spanish monsters Just, ball. just because it's not, <laughs> just because it hasn't happened and wouldn't happen doesn't make it dramatic if it did. You know, it's no, no, that's not. I remember, yeah, this is, you get to see how Halle Berry's been putting some social media out. Jeez, and again, if at any point you're like, why aren't they talking us through this audio? <laughs> why are you only listening to the audio? <laughs> Unless you're my friend who rides a forklift and listens to this on Spotify, then okay, you know, you're working hard. But Getting a forklift, good for but you. But other man. than that, Plus, he takes prolonged bathroom breaks, you know, fire up, you know, pause it. If you're, if you're about to take a shit right now, pause it. Go to KeithPazel.com and watch the video and you can see what we're seeing. You can Hallie. see Halle Berry pre-spousal abuse in Monsters Ball. Adios mios. Was this like, what year did this come? Like 99? Late 90s. What year? 2001. 2001, yeah. Yeah, this it's, it's 20 years old. And she won an Oscar. She is so effective. This is hilarious. <laughs> At home. You think they got, do you think they put care into the voice actress? Or do you think they got her and was just like, we fucking nailed it? <laughs> I'm sure the woman who got that was like, she got a good paycheck. I bet she got a good paycheck. Sounds like my grandma. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah this she won an oscar for no shit wow. denzel and her won it that year it was historic they were the first act black blackers as we called them back then and and she was uh and she was crying she's so affected she is so affected she's beautiful she's a beautiful woman she's aged quite well blackers dead and loving it but <laughs> God, right yeah that was that, that, that wasn't woke. Just right. that, that, you took about me, but you know, doing like, you know. Anyway, man. So we Look were, at Joe Namath. I yeah. love this commercial. This is important. 
You're now entitled to eliminate copays. Man, look how much alcohol you drink. He just looks like he drank alcohol, man. Prescription coverage. Now, you think he's doing this for fun, or do you think he misplaced his football funds at some point along (laughs) the way? He's getting a paycheck for this. No, I know he's getting a paycheck, but is this funsies pay? Is this funny money, as they call it? Or do you think this is necessary? I think he needs it. He was making about... $10,000 $10,000 a year for the New York Jets. No, no, no. He actually signed the law up to that First point. First millionaire, man. Well, it, it was it was in 1966. LA Rams. I suck so much Harry Box out no, there in Beverly Hills. No, no. He was, that was the end of his career. That was in 77. I remember him playing for the Rams. But in 66, he signed his contract. Oh, in 65, I think, at the Beverly Hills Hilton. And, and it was for like uh, $360,000 a year, like a three or four year contract. And that was an unheard of amount of money at the time I mean, guys were making like eight to ten grand a year and he it was making was an obscene amount of money huge amount of money but but again he got thrust into because they won this the modern nfl was born because of him he had his own television show for a year like we'd, he'd bring in like celebrities and morty allen went into this show and stuff <clears throat> they did it on tuesdays the day off he said they'd start drinking at 9 a.m like if you watch his football life it's great that wasn't the only thing he was thrust into uh, yeah, you know oh, I'm, I'm t- oh dude if you were watching watch the show the women in the show i mean the way they portray women they're just dumb blonde is a compliment i mean they're just like oh uh, joe like patting her on the ass and shit it's amazing no, no, they didn't do that but but the, the women Crow, you are just not, did you just did the white supremacy signal i did no i was like making a point you know yeah no well, they've well, taken that away this. from you this has been taken away oh i know i i, I feel but don't blame the libs you <laughs> legitimately should blame white supremacists for that <laughs> You know, it's upset. They affected my life. I can't adjust to things at all. No, I'm not. I'm sick of taking it. You can't tell a gal she's a okay now because she'll think you're David Duke. Yeah, dude, you got what fucking a, uh, uh, Mike Wiley over here. I was going to say exactly. <laughs> Wiley's getting a paycheck. He was. Uh, no, this is wor- this is this is young Sam Worthington or whatever his name. I'll is. ever be. The guy who was in class. Why is he? Oh, this is we're back to bounce. I was going to say, why yeah. aren't they speaking Spanish? Yeah. My brother can count on one hand the amount of times he's handled sulfuric acid. <laughs> no, but no, name that's a Mike Wiley joke. Namath was uh, was totally a star. His horrible statistics. Oh, yeah. And he oh, just, yeah. No, he threw 20 interceptions a lot. Oh, all the time. He had four interception games constantly. But he was the first guy to throw for 4,000 yards, which was like, that was a threshold being passed. Also, th- this is before orthoscopic surgery. When you got a knee injury when I was a kid, Keith, like in the late 70s, early 80s. Oh, that was done. That you was it. Done. That was that the was end it. of your career. You, you were done. The orthoscopic knee surgery in the mid, like 84, 85, it changed the game. Guys would get knee surgeries and come back like four weeks later. It was like, Holy shit. His knees were just like zippered up Frankenstein. <laughs> they literally said before games, he would have such a like fluid buildup from practice. They would just put a fucking like literally a pencil needle. They were actually going to shoot stuff out. They shoot. were actually going to call it Mary Shelley's Joe Namath <laughs> in, the, in the mid 90s. Because he was. So, I mean, the the, 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 the the that's part of the reason why they went on strike in 82 is like the team doctors were you couldn't get a second opinion if you were a football player. It's like the team doctor was like, yeah, you can still play on that. The that guy, would be a way better movie you kill joe namath and then you let him you go through the process you kill joe namath yeah then you bury him unbury him and make him into a good football player again <laughs> yeah there'd be a i don't know how they'd pull that and off and then he's like just let me play football as an old man and you're like but we need to cover this whole hour and a half movie joe so we're gonna kill you first he, he, had, he had a he had a very good arm 
He had a very good. I mean, Vince Lombardi said the mechanics of throwing a football. He looked like he had no shoulder pads under his jersey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And plus, guys back then, you know, working out those pictures. Again, his football life is great. It's a two-parter. He's had a two-parter football life. That's how big his life was for for football. Didn't Reggie White have a two-parter? I don't know if Reggie White had one. He, I don't know if he had one. There's only a couple. I think there's only he might be one of the only ones that had two parter. I mean, Namath there's very was big. few two parters. They only reserve two parters for great players and teams that have lost multiple Super Bowls. Yeah, namely the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> they have four. Of course. Yeah, right? the Vikings. Yeah, and they also had missing rings. They have one from 1969. That covers all of them. And, and, and it covers uh, 69 and 98. 69 and 98. They don't have the other ones. Those are, those are the teams that sh- that should have won a ring potentially. You know, they were good enough to win the ring. They were good teams, but they just couldn't. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't break through, which they is just like. They couldn't break through Larry Zonka's fucking yeah. coked up ass in the 70s. <laughs> Jim kick, you know, but uh, but yeah, man. His this knees- is why our podcast is popular, because we throw out such relevant sports names. <laughs> But these names are like, they, they built what we had. I, I just like the idea. See, this is where I feel old, though, because when I was younger, you should know who Larry Zonka is. Because he was he was yeah. like, he was retired for nine years in the mid-90s. Well, no, no, no. He, he retired in 80 was his last year, man. 80. I mean, that's all. I remember him playing for the one one bar. One bar. No, face, he didn't have. <laughs> no, that's not Gerald, your premium, the kicker. You know, it wasn't Joe Theismann. But he was a. Uh, uh, he won the MVP of Super Bowl eight. He had the first stint with, with the Dolphins. Then he went to the World Football League. Then he played for the Giants, these garbage giant teams. These giant teams were terrible, but they gave him a lot of money. And then he ended his career as last year was with the 1980 Dolphins. Like Shula brought him back and he had his last hurrah for the Shula Dolphins of 1980. You know, Shula coached until like 1997. Oh, oh forever. He coached for Notoria. I knew a guy, a John Offerdahl. You may not. You don't remember that name. He's a middle linebacker no. for, for, the, for the Dolphins. He was from Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin. Pretty good football player. Got injured a lot. He was in the Pro Bowl several, t- several times. He got injured a lot, and, and he was on the injured table one time you know, after the game. And Shula just came and was like, fucking A, offered all. Are you ever healthy? I mean, just lays into him. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, actually, I just blew up my ankle for, for this game. You know, you asshole. You know, so. Yeah, dad. You know, but yeah, he was a dick. So yeah, oh look at Worthy. Wiley's had oh, enough. Oh, oh. Yeah, Wiley. I can't figure out: is he a tax adjuster? Is he a high school football coach? Yeah, we're trying to figure out uh, what's Arnie's his role here. here. <laughs> I just don't know. Will you get out of here? You'll quit the just like your mother. <laughs> I once bench pressed six hundred pounds. I give you a locker to Wilkinson. <laughs> once again, Keith, good job with your. A- I can't do accents or voices. Bitch looks like Katie Lang. Yeah, she always plays kind of a hard woman. Olivia yeah. Williams yeah, shaved she, her head for this. She went GI Jane. Yep. That's uh, when you know they're getting into it. You know, that when they get, of, if they get braces or like an aggressive haircut for their role. I was just thinking about a woman I hooked up with. You've ne- I have never mentioned no, on the no. show. I've never mentioned on the show Vicky I Smith. Have. Vicky who? Vicky Smith had a hairstyle. They like said that. Vicky Stiff, and she was uh, she liked me. I blew that one. She was in New York. I was in Chicago. What the fuck was I going? Well, do? yeah. You know, and you're so making that work up. without technology. Now you could do that. Now you could just stroke off and look at yeah, each other. Yeah, and, oh, uh, isn't that great? Oh, can you imagine doing it back then and then with the <laughs> dial-up connection? There were, I, I didn't. I didn't even see the internet till 1996. That was my first. No, she would have to LimeWire you pictures. I remember guys had the internet like in '91 when I was in college, and yeah, the pictures. Just seeing a still shot of a picture was. Like, and with that reference shit. to early 2000s internet, we'll be right back. <laughs> 
Oh, this is a romance here. This is a romantic moment. So I'm on Live Journal. No, that was pre pre social media. Live Journal, Crow. Do you remember Live Journal? What was Live Journal? <clears throat> Live Journal was a website where you had basically like an online journal that people could. You can either make it private or public, but you just went. It was like a, was fucking this a MySpace era time. Pre my, it was before wow. MySpace. Wow, this was like the first social media back when it. What was the one for? Uh, there was a competitor of MySpace. It was like MySpace oh, Live Journal name. and yeah. Friendster. Yeah, Friendster. <clears throat> yep, yep. Wow. But yeah, my sister had a Live Journal, and I made fun of her for it. I remember thinking MySpace. Was I didn't here have a Live Journal because I had friends. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I feel like we're on PM Magazine. Coming back now, we're going to talk Man. about the woman who makes the five egg omelet. See, this is a love interest. See, this is a believable love interest for, for Arnold. Arnold had aged. I remember I saw Conan the Barbarian in the theater with my mom. Did you uh, choose to see that over something else, too? No. I don't know why I went to that. My mom, but I remember being super embarrassed. <laughs> my mom really wanted to see that one. Being super embarrassed. When he's having sex with that witch woman and he throws her in, into the fire, being like like sex scenes when I was 13 in front of my mom or my was dad no -no. made me really uncomfortable. They made me really uncomfortable. I, I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like, I wasn't that into them. You know, they it kind of, it would make me uncomfortable. Did you ever hear your parents banging? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, I didn't like it. Is your mom loud? My mom and my stepfather. I walked oh. in on them one time. Oh, when, no. When we first moved to our house. This is part of the reason why Eau Claire, Wisconsin was such an awful experience. Moving there, I, I got food poisoning in a, at an Ohio truck stop, and we drove from Ohio to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and I had gut puking my guts out for like 800 miles. <clears throat> That's how long the fucking drive was, that, that distance. I, oh, it was awful. We made it there. Then the, at night, I'm, I'm laying in bed and I couldn't fall asleep. I just walked into their bedroom and he was on top of her, fucking her. Because <laughs> it was her first night in the house. Like, we're going to fuck in the house because this is our new life that we're bringing together. What a bad decision. I love that that was daring for them. We're going to fuck in our bedroom. This is going to be great. Well, you know, but, but like, you know, it's you the You should have walked in and it should have been deep on that coffee table you know yeah and it was just you know whatever they were in the house for the first night you know and I, and, I, and they're like knock next time they were pissed off and, and i was just like <laughs> listen i've been puking my guts up off because why, why are we yeah of course i did what well, why why are we moving here i'm 13 i can't articulate that but why are we moving here that's actually what it really should have been but uh, anyway <laughs> knock next time i, I mean it's okay i didn't lose my heart on but <laughs> knock next time <laughs> I, I was just ready to, to, to bust one off come on <laughs> what's gonna yeah, happen man. Fuck yeah. you put on a pair of sunglasses to my mom to my, that's my stepfather it's my mom was a weird you high you you high five your mom's barefoot that's over his shoulder <laughs> hell yeah ma yeah just up there ankle to ear <laughs> You know, exactly. <laughs> Walk in and your parents getting laid. It's always a horrifying moment. It's not fun. Ankle to ear. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was Jenna Cook for me, just to let you know. So anyway. That, uh, <laughs> mentioning bad fucking. I'm Did you ever have to tell your like college roommates to leave the room so you could have, you know, uh, when I was the a, sex, so I you could you have what, so you could have the fuck. Uh, they almost walked in on us a couple times. My very first girlfriend, like fucking on the floor a few times, like right in the living room, you know, because you, you couldn't even make it to a bed. God, those were the days when you were young and, and you and, knew. And, 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 and the hormones were still coursing. I used to get morning wood every single morning. 
every Ooh, morning. We got some fucking. Not, not uh, anymore. We got a West in here. Not anymore. Oh, we're gonna a see him mistreat the fucking Native Americans. No, this is leave leave Van Cleef. This this is part of the Sergio Leone yep, Spaghetti tri- Western. It's a trilogy. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, a fistful of dollars, a few more dollars, and uh, Clint Eastwood is a racist. Uh, Tarantino is very influenced by these movies. Well, you know, they treated Native Americans like shit. It's just, you know, you, you, you. They showed feet. Oh, oh Cleve's got a shiner. He, he was an escape from New York. It's part of the reason why I like him as an actor. He, he played a good, bad feel guy. The tension. Look at his face. He had a totally untrustworthy face. Eli Wallach. My favorite part about those scenes, the long tension scenes, is yeah. the idea that they wouldn't, they would never speak during it. Oh, yeah. It was just. I know it was. It was literally just like a look. Really, I mean, you're not gonna you, say a word. Not a how you doing? It's hot. <laughs> well, that's what I like about it. It's just because it's so single minded. It's so focused merely on fucking you up that they don't even want to waste words. You know, that was back in the day. Men didn't. You know, it's all talking and a lot of drama now. Back then, they just took care of business. You know, it was a ni- it was a 19th century. Maybe when the <laughs> lights go out, I- I- Eli Wallach. Who just literally just died within the last ten years? He's like in his nineties, deep in his nineties, like ninety six, ninety seven. In the Western times, everything was done at the barrel of a gun. Yeah, absolutely. But that's just everything was done <laughs> chores. Oh, can you imagine procreating? Trying to live here, like in the eighteen eighties. You know, in the eighteen eighties, I oh, could yeah. eke out an existence. It's kind of where I want to go back to, though, because yeah. you live an exciting thirty-eight years on the earth. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's not a dull time. Yep, absolutely. That, well, that's part of the romanticized vision of it. You know, the Western being like, this is what it was like when it was getting settled. You know, that kind of romanticized view of just going in with the gun and taking these care two of out here still not saying a word. It was also anything went. It was lawless. Guy looks like Henry Kane from like fucking Poltergeist. Like you know, literally, be, you know, being a prostitute was a trade. Like there were just whorehouses everywhere. Yeah, you know, like, that's just what you had. And you I know? went to every single god. Well, well, it's like, oh, finally, I'm convinced there he wouldn't spoke. be an, there wouldn't be an incel thing. Men wouldn't be shooting up, uh, you know, malls if they just made it legal. You could just put one in a whore, you know, and I just get like it. I know, get it. You should be able to murder prostitutes. I'm. With you, yeah, exa- that's exactly what I'm saying. Call that Grand Theft Auto Three style, oh, man. This is and then e- after you kill a, a human being in real life, the money you just paid him appears above him, and you could recollect it. <laughs> wow, for my video game presence, I'll kill an actual human being to improve my video game. Oh my! God. You know, in Grand Theft Auto, when you bang the prostitutes, the car shakes, yeah, <laughs> and then it goes slower and slower, and then she gets out, and then you run her over. Oh man. And in the video game glitch, she just, she, whatever angle your car is, because like you pick up the whore. Yeah. And then you're, it goes into like a cinematic scene. So wherever your car is, it just like stops. (laughs) And then whatever angle you stop in, she gets out of your car and just walks straight. And so enticing to run her over. Well, sometimes it makes it hard because sometimes she's, but it's funny because she could be walking right into a wall. (laughs) Like they just programmed it to, she gets out of your car, turns around and walks straight. Okay. In the later versions, they corrected it to where she would like find a sidewalk or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. But in three, she would just get out and walk straight. (laughs) I remember when I played the first time I played the Grand Theft Auto, it was like pretty mind blowing. It's pretty mind blowing. With the bird's eye view. Well, yeah. Well, the the first one, was it just Grand Theft Auto? Was in the, before San Andreas, 
You know? oh, okay, no, that was three. Three. So the first two Grand Theft Autos are for PlayStation One, oh, okay. and they're rudimentary like Pac-Man graphics. Like it's yeah. it's a city from a bird's eye view, and the car is like a little micro machine that you drive around. And and wow. really, the whole point of the game was you were driving a stolen car. Well, I remember seeing the and, first like, point of view the one. cops. That's Grand Theft Auto Three. Oh, okay, yeah, that's the first one I remember playing. So Grand Theft Auto Two came out like in the mid '90s. Really? And then Grand Theft Auto, I've never played one or two. Grand yeah, Theft Auto there, 3 is the first one I've ever encountered. Yeah, and, then, and that's when it started to get good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but it exactly. was still called Grand... And it was the first one where, like, the guy had a story and shit. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> that, that's when actors were like, oh, I can make money doing the video game thing? Holy shit. Oh, that. dude. Yeah. Ray Liotta did the voice of the guy, the main guy in Vice City. Yep. Liotta. I wonder we got paid for that. hundred grand. Got, uh, probably more, probably more yeah. than most people because he's Ray Liotta. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, he probably negotiated a pretty good deal. Yeah, I fucking negotiate. God, this is Karen. If you look at the were the scripts like twelve pages long? Oh yeah, can you imagine? It was all just action, like, you know, sequences. Yeah, you know, you know it was just like you no know, stage direction. The scarecrow looking motherfucker stares. Look at him, just fucking murking <laughs> off. Yeah, they didn't fuck around. No, dude, just Mexicans and Indians had no shot. I will say the one thing I liked about Once Upon a Time in America was the idea of an actor being able to go over to like Europe and like, I'm going to live there for six months and do three movies. Yeah. You know, and like, we'll just, we'll crank them out and I'll live a pretty good life in Rome or in London. That wouldn't have been See a that bad small life. remote next to the cup of water there? Can you throw that to me? Sure, man. Because, Crow, speaking of America. Oh, sorry, bud. I try to give you a catchable pass, man. We'll be right back. <laughs> God, thank you, Elisa. And we go. Oh, oh. Look at this, old Butterfingers over here. Jesus, no wonder you you're bear, you would not. You're like Brian Bashnagel, old uh, Chicago Bear wide receiver. You never hear about wide receivers from the Bears in the late. If you're going to compare me to a bad receiver, can I be Tom Waddle? Waddle actually caught the ball. Waddle actually had good hands. Uh, but there, I mean, they had Brian Bashnagel was terrible. So, Crow, speaking of America, I have queued up before break here. I figure we, we go through. I have about the four or five biggest shows that were on TV this week. I figure we go through a few so minutes of them. So, this week in history. Yeah, well, no, well uh, the beginning yeah. of it, because we actually do have TV quite a bit of this week in TV history. Awesome. Plus, we got the QAnon video. It's a packed show. Yeah, I know. We've been and I'm sure on. we're going to wander along along the way. Yep. We might do... 12 hours today. well i don't no, know i'm just that. kidding <laughs> i can't sit for that long uh but, but let's uh, get going here i got a whole playlist the first episode i have queued up here is call me cat this is a show that stars blossom wow the the, the woman who played blossom yeah she she well she made the smart so move she didn't go jennifer gray and get a nose job that's the first thing i noticed was uh you know <laughs> barbara streisand no, yeah, she didn't. Jennifer Grey had very short, a very short career after that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And she was a star. I mean, she was in big movies. She's also not a nerd in this one, because in the Big Bang Theory, she was a nerd. And in this, she's like a regular gal who's like a cat. She's a cat broad. Like, her mom's disappointed because she's like, you know, so Jewish and doesn't have a Jewish husband. Well, I am undeterred. Figure we watch about five minutes hey, each show. Just to see, these are the things America's get. This is thirteen episodes into season one. Uh, Th this is, be uh, there. This is mom's They still make the sitcom. They still make the sitcom like hey, this. Max, Here we go. I'd love to see you at my cataversary party. Holy fucking! 
There must be uh, some history of that throwaway, that paper throwaway. She's auditioning for the musical Cats at the community theater, so she's been spending a lot of time at the cafe to research cat behavior. Here's your coffee, mother. This is unbelievable. This is what happens when you can't when you're worried when you're like worried about fucking with like people like when you can't oh, when you're not taking risks at all oh yeah this is yeah. no risk television yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah come to my cat aversary party th this is this is attempting to find a middle in what's going on in our country Thanks. i've been doing squats oh, it, yeah. hello saudi american boyfriend that dude there's never falls asleep in someone's and, and then that, that woman, God, what, what, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah, she's always, she was in two, uh, two and a Half Men. I think she's the mom in Two and a Half Whoa. Men. Is confidence back up? <laughs> Mr. Nelsky. Wow, they have a laugh track, too, man. Uh -oh. Holy shit. What's wrong? Mommy? Yeah? I don't think Mr. Mouskers is sleeping. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the oven just Who is this old queen? I mean, Jesus Christ. Well, I hate to say it, but Judy Garland and I spent so much time together in the 40s. You know, I was a teenager. I mean, Jesus, this old queen comes on. He's terrible. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I think we've come in on a historical moment. Her cat died. Life. Every time he would lay on your laptop, you would just stop working so he could sleep there. And then you bought him his own computer so he could lay right by you. Which I'd like to call dibs on. That guy might be a leprechaun. We I mean, might be dude, dealing with a leprechaun. He's an old gay guy. He did community theater for 50 years. My dad died. So, I mean, you know, they're checking a box with, cer with certain See casting all this folks. diversity. It's hit the leprechaun community. Oh, oh. Just She's cute. That African-American was cute. Not a person. Is she black? I don't know. So, let's go. What do we say? We go forward She's a few pretty. minutes here. Oh, so we get the gist of... Uh, let's this go is... mid. So, her cat died, you know? And then I went off on my... I'm a cancelable homophobic. Oh, here homophobic. we go. Here we go. Look at him, though. Oh my God, I'm a baker. I just love baking. You know, I mean, just, I mean, he's playing it up. There's not I a lot put, of subtlety. I put ecstasy in the muffins. <laughs> oh, but we got oh, he's like a southern. Yeah. We got Will Wheaton here jamming on the on the banjo. Is that Will Wheaton? I don't know. It's gotta be. I hope it is. Is your banjo? Fuck. Yeah. I was so, I was so hoping it was. Run your fingers up and down and all you want. Excuse me. Oh, nothing. Oh, that's a double entendre gay joke. What a horrible joke. It's a That was them being edgy. Honestly, well, I'm making a gay. Even the gay jokes are bad. Usually, I mean, usually gay jokes dying. are kind of funny. Damn, you're kind of bitchy when your cat dies. I love her. She was in fucking. She was like a kid when I was when I was younger. She was like a child in Nickelodeon shows. Hey, she, she's Vivian. a. I mean, she's a pretty woman. Walking down the street <laughs> when it won. In my life to the way Max has handled oh, it. Oh, no, 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 no. You cannot compare Oscar and Max like that. Max is not your boyfriend and by his own admission never will be. So I, she's so just the like guy an old... She's, she's an old fucking cat hag. She's not, she's not smooth. I think they're taking a little bit of like she's not so much a nerd but like she's focused so much on her life. She's got these her pets at home. She's never had a boyfriend. Clearly rich. Oh. Her mom is clearly... You know, I think it's that oh. this story of like young Jewish girl has everything, should have a family at this point, but she's got her cats who has just died, so now she has no fucking excuse. Yeah, th that is too right? obscure. You got no excuse it is, now. It's a little too much of a niche market, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of cat people out there, Crow. Now she's got her cataversary party, which is now a cataroll. God, cat this reminds me of what I wrote when I wrote my beta male script. It's, it's probably this bad. Obviously. I mean, look at the jacket he's wearing. Oh, we get it. You're an old queen. Sad, Phil. I mean <laughs> Joseph and the amazing Technicolor. <laughs> a lot more iguanas than I thought there'd be. 
he looks like he's about to call a boxing match between RuPaul and fucking <laughs> and Fred Snyder and from whoever, the B-52s. and whoever else. Yeah. But Ru would want it to be fabulous. <laughs> Gonna squeeze my hand before I recite my poem. That's right. I call him Ru. You know something though? But I'm not Honestly. I'm going to take back. You know, good for him for getting a... This guy's in his 70s. Oh, yeah. And he's still got... I mean, he's getting a Do good Do you know who that is? I have no idea. Yeah. It, it's... Oh, my God. Look just like Mr. Mouskers. Oh, Cats is so... Mr. Mouskers. I, I watched the... This could... We could be going on a, a rant equaling your Britney rant, which I got on tape. Yeah. And we're going to start did. the episode with it. You're next. <laughs> well, it's annoying. It's my mind as well. It's, it, Cats it's, or Britney Spears? The the use of Britney Spears as this cause to get behind. Have you ever seen Chris Crocker? Crow, have you seen Leave Britney Alone? Yeah, he's annoying. You know he's a normal guy now? He's become... Completely normal. Let me show you a picture. Do you want to see a picture of Chris I Crocker? I actually do, because he was like, would you leave her alone? So he's like weeping over it like, God, why are you getting so worked up over a famous person? You know, it's like, I don't get it. I mean it. You know, oh yeah, yeah. He's just, is he just, yeah. Look at him. He's got like a hairstyle. He looks, yeah, he's, he's kind of a, he's a handsome young I mean, he's gayer man. than AIDS still, but like he's fucking. Look at the, look at the transformation. Whoa, whoa on the left. Well, that's part of the reason why. Well, he's like from the south, right? Tell you what, man. I mean, that looks like a guy southern, who's been through basic training, right there. S- southern, southern gay men do gay well. They do, man. Southern gay men do gay well. Black men do gay well, but the British do gay gay the best. British men do gay gay the best. They're they're all like Oscar Wilde. So we're, he, well, I'm I'm crest into like the I end. Was all in. And she was right. I always felt like something was missing. And what was missing was uh, a real friendship with her, like uh, the one we have. Oh, she just got zoned, baby. So, oh, 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 I oh. kiss you the other night. It's because I did. So she, she he's giving her the friend speech. Yes. <laughs> See, I'm used to getting the friend speech. Now, apparently, I always get the friend speech. That's the girl who probably gets all the dudes over fucking Ram- over uh, Ramona Quimby over there. Timing, if this movie was like somebody, a shallow but- hal, you know, where you'd see the inner person, her character would be my inner self. That's actually what she is. That's great. <laughs> like, like th- that's actually how I'm perceived by women. That's the truth. That's that's what they see. You know, so. <laughs> Well, that's what you see that they see. You're no, fucking, no, no, uh, no. you gotta I, 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 be more yeah. confident, man. Yes, that is true. My that friend told true. me to, my buddy Jeff Eggleston, he, he told me he might have woken a beast because he was just like, have you ever had that moment? And maybe you haven't. But have you ever yeah. had that where someone was like, oh, we were just talking and we were making each other laugh and he was just like, why aren't you this loose on stage? Like he, yeah. And he just goes, don't, he was like, don't be offended if I say yeah. this. He was like, yeah. but why aren't you... He was like, he goes, you need to give your views on society more on stage. Yeah, yeah. Because I was calling people animals and morons. That's all I do (laughs) when I'm off camera, guys. I I call you idiots and morons. No. I'm being a bit too self-deprecating when I say that. I'm not not perceived that way, but somewhat. (laughs) Somewhat, you know, on that level. You know, getting the friend speech. I I am the master of being the suitor. I I cannot tell you how many times I've been on deck and not in the batter's box. I can't tell you how many times women have gone out with me to leverage the the man they're more interested or a boyfriend they're having troubles with. That's happened several times. And and I I really don't appreciate it, actually. Several. It's Uh, had several. I, I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. You know, I remember I had I had a, you know. I, I went out with this woman, uh, you know, went on a date with her. I'd known her for a long time. She'd always been attracted to me, you know, had a, had a good time, went up to a bar, had a couple of drinks, 
had a good, very good, unforced goodnight kiss. Very enjoyable. She's like, you're such a gentleman. She was like, you're such, and she was a big smile. And she Just was, getting that out of the way. She was very. Unforced, was, totally agreed upon. No, you know what I mean? No, you know, where it's not that awkward moment, that uh, uh, bad crow, first date crow. moment, you know? I got you. So, yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm I winking just, at him again. Yeah, if yes. you if you want to see the wink, KeithPazel.com so, video version. So subscribe I, on YouTube. You know, hey, this goes well. And then, uh, you know, wait a couple of days. Text her. I'm like, hey, so when do you want to get together next? It'd be, it'd be good to see you again. Yeah, my boyfriend wouldn't like that. Well, then, wh- why would you accept this date that we had three days earlier? That's incredibly uncool. That's just a very uncool thing to do. And it's very much you are going to be the suitor. Uh, she was getting older. And I could tell she was getting, starting to feel concerned because she was all like, she was 32 years old. <gasps> You're getting so old. Are men attracted to me still? So it was one of those things. Dude, those those you know? age milestones is what got me depressed on fucking comedy because. Oh, who cares? Of like, I don't have this. Like when I was younger, 32 seemed like, oh, that's fine. But then when you're actually like 34, 35, you're like, oh, I should have. I've passed my uh, moments. You know, that, that's, you know. I, I used to think that way, but it's like, I don't know, it, you know, it's just not, it's, it doesn't help with anything. It's so, also kind of, what is your attitude towards performance? What do you like about it? Go back to brass tacks. Oh, dude, you know what my, I mean? One of my favorite sets was recently at an open mic and for four people. Outstanding, man. And it was, it was after Eggleston told me to be more confident on stage. Yeah. I was like, oh, I get in my head. And he was yeah. like, oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of yeah. like, you ever have those moments where you're so loose right up until the second you go on stage and then you're just like, you lose focus of like the order, like you remember what you were going to say, but all of the authenticity of it, you know how before, yeah, yeah, when you freshness. go, th- when you go through your set, you kind of have not, not to say you plan crowd work, but you start like running through scenarios in your head of yes. like, if this happens, I could do this. And if this happens, I could do this. And like, oh, yeah. I just thought of this little line to go with this, like, oh shit. And then when some, for some reason, sometimes when they call my name, it all that little detail yeah. that you formulate before you go on completely goes out the window. And then you're left with just the structure of a set yeah when you're like well now i'm just regurgitating jokes well i've always said i know for myself and i hear what you're saying absolutely um i felt for myself the most rewarding sets were like half scripted half off the cuff and i had to just give myself the the the, that only happened just by doing it a shitload and i I certainly haven't mastered and you also kind of have to have the confidence to kind of almost for, for, forget what you're going to do before you go on stage to have enough confidence of like, I know my act. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even going to write a set list. Yeah. I know. I know yeah. my act. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to worry about not being a bumbling mo- fool on stage. A- exactly. And then you're more relaxed with it and you can breathe. Again, one of the big things for me that was a big f- kind of breakthrough was we reali- got debris on here, by the way, uh, this is of a- realizing of realizing that they can't read your thoughts. They can't read your mind. They don't know. They don't know if you're panicking or if you're the most relaxed human being ever. How do you present yourself, you know, on stage? And so they can't read your thoughts. If you have a joke that doesn't go well or doesn't reach your expectations, that whole thing of like fucking with my expectations, like a joke should get this laugh. I'm much better at that in terms of measuring that and dealing and, you know, and, and just not being affected if it just doesn't get the laugh or it gets a bigger laugh than yeah. I expected. Sometimes you think, oh, it's not going to get a laugh. And then it gets a, a bigger laugh. Oh, you got, you got to kind of let it breathe, you know, and kind of relax at that. But yeah, being loose on stage, that, that is a good tip that's so a good tip we got debris here this is about uh aliens that have come after an asteroid because uh, uh, that was a footprint right that's a absolutely footprint. that's yeah. a footprint we're looking at a t-rex possibly a gorilla dinosaur hybrid which Ooh. would be fun oh are these those kind of goof movies like sharknado no this is mbc brother oh, this is oh fucking okay universal sun 
Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. My corn just has got these weird growths going on it that I ain't never seen before. Don't understand it, but you know, oh, what the Sam hell? That is uh, that is fake <laughs> rain, buddy. Absolutely. They're in Bakersfield yeah, right now. Right, yeah, the, they're actually in the valley somewhere. That actually the- gives you the opening to like not have to worry about having complete effects. Like, oh, we got to block the shot. So it's not, ah, no, yeah. it'll be part of the alien attack. They'll yeah. have uh, half rain and half not rain. Yeah. That was probably just a fucking set malfunction that they had to make <laughs> do with. Uh-oh. Your million dollar production. You couldn't yep. even have a rain on the full camera. Look at what we look what we discovered. Yeah, they got to figure out how to economize. What are we going to spend the money on? Yeah. The show has to be about aliens now because all our fucking props malfunction. Oh, it, oh, it, is it, oh this is This a, is the opening scene. This will tell you what everything is. Oh, this looks bad. This got looks Ryan Steele, R I A N N Steele. What is that? By guy? The way, a male porn star? By the way, me doing doing lift here. No one has a normal MI6 name here. MI6 and CIA are involved. No one has a normal name here. No, nope. notice that they have names no, like no. that. A lot of skies and Trevors and Caleb's well, and but, Cadens. But and even like and like initials that are hush. Sky, the lady. A guy named you know, hush. I was telling you, I saw the the lady's face at the dispensary for the first time. Oh yeah, yeah. Her name is Sky. Oof. Yeah. And I think that's not a nickname. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I I, I knew a woman named right, Tuesday. What is this? <laughs> not Luke Perry. Looking for these. Pair like this. We're gonna go cruise for puss, and then we'll figure out these aliens. Oh my God, King! This guy's King didn't need Ray Bans. So he's wearing Elvis Presley. What is this? The early nineties? Yeah. What What is this? Fucking Bubba Hotep. (laughs) That was a good deep cut, man. Are we Hotepping? Are we Hotepping? Doesn't that have to do with black culture? Hotep? I have no idea. I think it might be uh, indigenous or Native American, actually. But yeah, this is, hey, we're the partner, you know, she busts his balls, but she kind of likes him a little bit, you know? Yeah. Oh, is this like an Agent Scully thing, Look too? Look at that, like, fucking pop art cut they do. That's like how they go from fucking, wow. they're in Maxwell, they transition. When yeah. They, yeah, when they transition. Oh, this production. Oh. You'd be lucky if they give your show this yeah, production. Yeah, actually, you're absolutely right. If they flash between every scene, they play a little Sly in the Family Stone cut. Well, what it would be... Kesara, <laughs> It's going to be a picture of the Freedom Movement from 1966 of King. It's going to be grounded in King's legacy. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's, it's, it's hilarious. You should play the that. Beastie Boys, though, too. You should yeah. get the rights to some Beastie Boys songs. Yeah, the 90s. Hey, ladies! Uh, they, they were... So influential. That's what you play with the sassy black girls in the office. Hey, ladies, by fucking... Ooh, look, we got a... (laughs) Hey, ladies! We have some strange activity. What? One third of a storm cloud. (laughs) It's raining in Bakersfield. We have a strange activity. (laughs) It hasn't rained in a year and a half. The rain rain zone. zone. So whatever's happening I love this caliber of actor. Hey, they're working. You know, I give them credit, man. You know, they're getting a paycheck. I bet you it's an NBC show. They're getting about 20 grand a show. Oh, absolutely. 30, this maybe 30. Is, this is the, uh, some of these actors, this is like, uh, and now you know what I'm happy about, though? This is a COVID show, not about COVID. This is actually probably before COVID. Oh, probably They probably filmed this before COVID. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I'll tell you what, I'm watching Grey's Anatomy right now, the 17th Which season during COVID. Is By amazing. the way, guys, I'm looking into the camera. I watched 17 years of television over this fucking uh, quarantine. That's so. amazing. Uh, he and, and his girlfriend have watched, at least they have watched 
the first Grey's Anatomy episode and have now caught up where they're watching actual episodes. Now. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy shot four blocks from my house or my, my, my apartment on Talmadge. Talmadge and Prospect, Prospect Studios, where they film General Hospital and Grey's Anatomy. I know because I also, up. by the way, Crow, COVID episodes of Grey's Anatomy filled with unadulterated information. They'll just have moments where it'll be someone in bed and a doctor will throw her fucking her cap down and go, I'm just so tired of this disease that affects people of color at a higher rate than not people of color. <laughs> like, give, like that's her attempt to be like political and like kind of quasi woke, but also informational. Oh, 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 yeah. Like we're we're going to yeah, we're parse out some information. We're informing yeah. you moronic anti-maskers <laughs> because you also watch our show. Yeah, exactly. We don't want to lose you as a viewer, but we are berating you with information because there's no way you know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way you know the information about COVID. You need Ellen Pompeo. <laughs> to, to spoon feed it to you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They may there's know the also, they just they're throwing like, Asian hate in there too because so there's Asian people that come in and like patients won't let Asian doctors touch them and shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. And but then well, there's this exists. But then there's this one dude who like one patient goes, "Where are you from?" and he just like downplayed it and another Asian doctor goes, "Doesn't that bother you?" and he's just like, "Whatever, man, he's paying me." Like he just totally yeah. fucking stonewalled him. Ooh, they're making a statement there. Well, those There's are, a divide with well, the Asian community. For, well, he's probably a do-nothing Gen Xer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. No, you know, I, 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 I went kidding. off. You like, like that one last week? Yeah. I went off. Because uh, I was... It's right. But so check this out. So there's a scene where this Asian patient has a reaction to one of their this procedures. Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. And it ends up being because Asians have this little thing inside of them that makes them more susceptible to this. Yeah. And Dr. Hunt, the white doctor, didn't know that. Whoa. And but, so but they racist. have this debate about the doctor being like the one underling tries to tell him like, if you would have just done like it, it, these white doctors don't know about Asians because they don't want to. If he would have just known, we could have, this wouldn't have been a problem. And then the fucking uh, Stonewall Asian guy sticks up for her and goes to the doctor and was just like you didn't want to know you don't want to know you don't want to learn about our eyes that, that whole more <laughs> that whole more you know something i am a good driver yeah you know like yeah, his soapbox moment but then there's a they moment a but then moments. there's a moment where the doctor goes into a tent because they're all out they have like a covid break room tent outside oh, and uh he sits there and he does the whole like all because I didn't know that so many percentage of this. And he just goes, I never want this to happen again. Oh, man. He's, he's putting his foot down. Well, because he wants to be better. Yeah, exactly. He wants to improve. Yes. He wants to, the medical drug. Hasn't this all been played out <laughs> with Saint Elsewhere and Marcus Welby, which I think was actually released this week. Marcus yeah, Welby. That's going to be there it's in TV like, history. I mean, it's like how many of these medical dramas Marcus Welby was can a they TV give movie. to us? Yeah, and then turned into a, a series. I think, well, and I think there were a few of those shows, Welby, uh, Columbo, where they were shows, but they were like movies. Oh, yeah. Like exactly. they would release movies every like, month or, or something yeah, or like, like that. Or three quarterly. times or four times a yeah. year. Exactly. I, I remember that. Yeah, I didn't quite get that with Columbo. I didn't have the attention span, much like oh, your they generation. they were like two hours a pop. Yeah, because I was 12 years old. How well, 12 Columbo think? Now was 30 fucking boring. Also, Perry Mason and whoever the fuck Andy Griffith was. Oh, oh Matlock? Yeah. Uh, uh, there was also McLeod. McLeod and Columbo I used to confuse when I was a kid. Oh, we got an asteroid coming out of the cornfield here. Oh, my Lord. This happens in Bakersfield, not during apocalyptic times. <laughs> you have just people on meth and fucking... Oh, man. ...in astronaut suits. Uh, people in California like that meth. 
Uh, so let's advance. The, there's the this. homeless to prove it. It's crazy, man. It's really so right hardcore. now. I got to say just off the buck. This show sucks because I haven't seen any alien or any sort of shit. You know, yeah. you know how I feel. You know, I'm a Jaws 4 guy. And so far, yeah. there's no Jaws 4 in this. Well, it's building the tension, man. Yeah, it's building the tension. Fucking oh, and it's technology too. tense up my fucking ass. Oh, oh wait, wait. Well, the little kid was trapped in her eyes. Oh, they're frozen. Look at that. The Asian kid and the African American kid? Is that a fucking sign? Is that something about jingoism? I don't know. I don't know, man. This is making us think about other people in All a right. different well, light. We're going in a different race. Road next. Is so compelling. After this, we have the newest episode of Last Man Standing coming up here. We're gonna do a few minutes of that. Oh, sure. Let's pop that on. Tim Allen. Yeah, I'm sure that, that, that that'll be good. I hate Tim Allen. Oh yeah, no one likes him. What a star, though. Again, He's, proves that when you get clean, you're not cool. Yeah. Every Even my dad said, like, when we would watch fucking Home Improvement, he'd be like, he was way cooler when he, like, talked about selling cocaine. and Yeah. Yeah. So close to understanding. Yeah, he was a big comic. Like, he, he used to headline Zanies in the mid-80s and shit. Look, I'm sorry, but season one, I'm going to need more than five episodes before you reveal the truth. Yeah. As he welcomes Tracy Ellis Ross tonight. All right, we're going to go into Last Man Standing here. Totally changing directions. Outdoor man. <laughs> That's the store I'm going to. Outdoor man. Oh, that dude? That dude's been in everything. Yeah, he was an American gigolo. He plays a guy that's like... He's in a mob movie the whole time, and you don't know he's like the Don. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like, well, he drives the limo the whole time, and then at the end you find out, I'm actually fucking Kakoji. <laughs> no, he's also like a, he's like, he's like a cop, gumshoe cop yeah. because on the trail. That's actually Stanley Tucci's husband. <laughs> you know, we used to meet at the bathhouse, and Kevin Spacey was young then. The conquering of Mount Ego. That's what they call Stanley Tucci's dick. The con Mount Ego. Can she control the power of the one chair? Or will she simply stand? This is a, a, a joke show. Yeah. Where, like, there's no plot. It's yep. just all, like, he's young and lazy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. She's a natural. Do you know like what? Frank Sinatra. When I did my She's writing, a natural. When he I makes the big boob sign. By the way, I, I was golfing today. I saw a big set of honkers. On the and they got the, the broads that ride the carts around and fucking. No, no, no. That, it, it's a pretty budget public course. They got a great. Uh, we we got to go there sometime. They have a great outdoor area. Like, honestly, if the three of us went over there. It'd be fun. They got, they got good. But they have, the beers are expensive. But I don't you, drink. You can I drink diet out. sodas. You can sit around there. It's actually kind of. They have food there and stuff. They have a nice little like like uh, kind of restaurant there. She's yes, pregnant, dude. The daughter's pregnant. But but I, I was on the sixth hole. It's a bottleneck. Had a great drive on the sixth hole. Golf terribly though. Not golfing. Well. See, this That's is how bad this is. We have gone immediately to our own <laughs> lives. We do not care about what's going on in this show. Last man standing. And this woman walked by, who had was well endowed. Well endowed. It was holy Big shit. Big old dick. I was like, wow, you are a well endowed woman. And like, oh, natural. It was like, she was. There are some beautiful women in this city, too. You know, I, I focus on the homeless, but there's also some amazingly pretty women. Look, let's watch him play chess with this dummy. My castle's gonna kill your king. Get it? She's smarter than him. No, she's not. She's oh. an idiot, but she's beating him. Like, oh, oh. Uh, she, and she doesn't know how she's doing it, and she's making. Look at that guy's hair. I think that guy was in a. Wasn't he in Kingpin? 
<laughs> he wasn't the guy. She's man. uncle filling him. Do you remember the episode of Fresh Prince where Will is card? He's pool sharking and he gets fucking held up. And then Uncle Phil comes in and runs the fucking table. Like he didn't on know he was a like, guy. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't know. Not only did I see Al- Malcolm X speak, but you know, <laughs> I know how to play a game or two of pool. Exactly. Oh yeah, because he was well, he was like an old '60s dude, right, from back in the day. But we're nine seasons deep on this show, so at this point, there's no more plot. This is like you know who these characters yeah, are. Yeah. He hates young people. He's a Republican. When he got into the fight with ABC, because this was on ABC, and then it went to Fox, or yeah. vice versa. Yeah. And he tried to make it seem like, well, I'm conservative, so they that's why they canceled the show. But it's like no. They offered you money and you said no. Yeah. So they canceled your show. Yeah. Yeah. And then so another network picked it up to be like the savior. So but at this point, you're nine seasons in. It doesn't matter what the story is. This is just like yeah. we say the same thing every episode. Yep. She's constantly exhausted because she actually has to do most of the fucking rearing in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, you blonde whore. <laughs> One of my tanks from work. Somebody snapped the 50 caliber right up. Some liberal snapped their 50 caliber. Wow, yeah. Well, they, I'm, they're I'm they're definitely off, but, like... Uh, you know what? Maybe I'm going to print out some pictures of rocket ships. You know, just to help... They're right-wing virtue signaling, aren't they? Very helpful, Kyle, because... <laughs> right? I mean... Well, I was just at my American-owned job. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know? Working on the line, working at the factory, which don't <laughs> exist guns. in middle America anymore. <laughs> yeah. And some fucking cuck... Yeah. probably a globalist came yeah. in with a broken set of fucking ski straps probably a globalist <laughs> did he tell you why he wanted to build a rocket ship hmm? yeah uh, no of course right I, it's not a jewish rocket ship is it well I, yeah i don't know maybe you you tell me and i'll see if i remember <laughs> see i still have my role in this world woman i still have my opinions you're gonna listen to me oh boy Oh, boy. Wow. I would have remembered that. I... Yeah, he probably wants to build yeah. something for Sarah. There's a way of telling Sarah that he's never going to leave. Of course he does. Right. So what did you say when he said he wanted to You know, because every man your daughter gets with, you have to drive them away. You yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just be like, hey, be happy for her. No. And like, yeah. And or you can't just quietly hate. Guy. You got to drive him away. And yeah. the, but you have to talk about how lazy he is all the time and how hard you, Tim Allen, work. I, I tell you what. I tell you what. Um, I was watching. Uh, I have a cousin who had a boyfriend that she lived with in Chicago. He was a guy who owned reptiles in his 30s, uh, which is an odd trait. It's an odd trait. And, and my, my uncle was just biting his lip like, I really don't like this guy. I don't want him to be my fucking son-in-law like he really didn't like the kid and the kid was a total fuck up here we go he was a fuck up hey mike back to you for outdoor man so he was a fuck up is the point and so there's a time when that actually does make sense you know but it's probably because his hunters were always messing with the parents versus reality it's called camouflage we wear camo so we appear to be part of the harmless landscape but in reality we're an apex predator who's already made the blackberry sauce he's telling people to raid the capital we're hunters. We can't be trusted. By the time the duck is flirted with the decoy and it's not quacking back, too late. Jesus Ducky. Christ, he's really pandering. This is so pandering. Though hopefully the consequences aren't as bad as they are for the deer. And they're the trying to modernize it? A tall blonde might be great at chess, right? 
like the, the screen security might be extra well because it's like he's yeah. on the internet this is like a uh, ad for his outdoor <sighs> shop for his outdoor shop why do you pander so much so he can feel grounded right here in well because the conservatives saved him that's what you do when you feel like you've been canceled by the left you just immediately start pandering to the right because those people latch on and they never let go they'll be fans for life yeah yeah i like it he was sticking it in a snowflake like eye i love <laughs> it i want some more of it i'm cool i'm hot this is a lot of information to take all at once so let's just Oh yeah, we're going. This yeah, is, yeah. This 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 has got to. I can't. You know, this has got to go. I, I I really don't respect him. I really don't respect him, Alan. Again, he should have kept selling cocaine. You know, <laughs> yeah. He was in the joint in his late twenties. Uh, you should. You know. <laughs> so the next show we have is Resident Alien. This is about an alien who looks like the fucking pirate from Dodgeball. Fine. This is on Sci-Fi, I think. You want to take a break? Yeah, what are we looking at time watches? Um, well, it's I started recording an hour before you came, so it's tough to tell. Okay. But I mean, okay. if you want to take a break, we can take a break. Yeah, let, let, let's. Ooh, here we go. There's a couple of cute little women here. So that's he's an alien, and when he looks into a mirror, you can actually see the alien. Oh, this dude, he was in a Firefly. He's the pirate from fucking uh, Dodgeball. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Alan yeah. Tudyk. Yeah, no, he. I remember him from Firefly. Here, we'll fly through it. This this show doesn't matter. It's on. These women are certainly better looking than Tim Allen's yeah. show. I'll I watch basically, it for that reason. I basically showed you all you need to know. He's an alien who looks like Alan Tudyk. Okay. Can you imagine? Like, I gotta accept this one because I gotta keep getting a paycheck. Yeah. Oh, Amblin, Amblin oh, Entertainment. Oh, that, that you're with Spielberg. I can got get a foot in the door. Spa- maybe. We got some deep state shit happening here on the fucking. <laughs> deep state what a fucking narrative and then yeah station 19 this is about firefighters banging each other Ooh, look at this this is this is adjacent to gray's anatomy this okay. is they will often do cross appearances this is about the firehouse in the same area as the hospital <laughs> So like they'll have they'll so in this show if they're bringing a patient into a hospital they're carrying that over into the Grey's Anatomy. Well, they episodes. send them show them in Grey's Anatomy. Oh yeah. Oh 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 Grey's Anatomy. Oh, they link it together. One of the firefighters is the husband of the chief surgery at Grey Sloan Memorial. I, I used to think like television and entertainment. Had they fuck in so it. much on in these Grey's, shows. In, Grey's in this show in Grey's Anatomy, she's so attractive she was uh is that jim valvano yeah fucking jimmy v so she was the girlfriend <laughs> you know, so, i have cancer it can't take my spirit it can't <laughs> so there's a character they're in fucking uh they're in uh where the fuck is where are the most feelings no uh one of those, Park or whatever. somewhere around there somewhere up where in they the got valley. those little bungalow houses um but she used to date one of the doctors on gray's anatomy she was on gray's anatomy a lot Thank uh, you for bringing me up to speed with the backstory. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, you're doing your job. Appreciate that. Again, I'm a young Jimmy Valvano, you know? So I'm coaching Iona. These these rednecks in North Carolina want to hire me. So they used to date, uh, but he coaches the fucking Loyola Marymount, uh, and he's never he doesn't have time for her. Um, no, but so they're like trying to be like friends. They don't date. She's pretty. She is pretty. She's very pretty. Absolutely. Um, this is well cast. This is a handsome man. Oh, Pretty Shonda woman. Rhimes doesn't play around. Oh, oh, there's a bullet in there. That's my call. Captain. These are COVID episodes. Wow. Those that thing we just saw was a flashback. Anything you see that's not COVID is a flashback and it's footage that they're using from the previous season. So they're that filming they it w- under the guise of COVID. Yeah. You know, or under the not the guise. Let's see if we the, get some un- unadulterated fact. I wasn't wearing my mask. 
Uh oh, I think he overdosed or something. Yep, right. Yep, exactly. How do you do drugs during a pandemic? <laughs> Look at him fucking video, sanitizing right? everything. With the cops? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great. You know, we're living in a time when there's a bad virus going around. We're going to integrate it into the show because. I, I like, you know, it's interesting. You know, television in the 60s, we talked about this earlier, like monsters. It was like true escapism. We're going to throw bubble oh, yeah. gum at you. Well, people went different directions. Yeah they, yeah. they went like this where it was, we're going to deal with COVID in the show. Yeah, like, yeah. Then there were ones where it's a different disease. Oh, interesting. Then okay. there are shows where they don't acknowledge it. They just. They just do, are plowing through. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but all the I scenes. I respect that one. But the all most. the scenes are just one on one <laughs> scenes. Like you can clearly tell. I respect that the most. Yeah. You know, I think I think that that's the, that those those are the best. So do you want to ease into a break here then? Please. All right. We're going to ease into a break. Yep. Uh, let me go ahead and queue up. I got a, a, some nice. Oh, we got a Charlie Chan trailer we could watch, oh, too. You, I, I, I'm glad you appreciated that. <laughs> those were those. Those are amazing. Dude, there were 48 Charlie Chan movies made. 48. That's a lot. And he was making movies like in the 30s. I mean, it is like, wow. If we watched a little bit of that, that would be like watching that one. Like, I'm from the south side of Germany. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, literally, it would be like. L's like ours and everything. <laughs> I mean, anyway, we'll be back on the opposite yeah. side of a break here. Keith Pazel's podcast. It's an obsession. So if I can't get out to this exact spot at this exact time of year, I may as well be bowling. Get out there in expedition from your Ford Outfitter. Outfitting you with the most far-reaching sport utilities on earth. Ford Outfitters. No boundaries. We don't brush with toothpaste anymore. Toothpaste? Forget about it. What we need is a whole mouthpaste. Triple Protection Aquafresh does it all. It's three toothpastes in one. Now we brush with Aquafresh. It's the whole mouthpaste. It's in your blood. The nightmare continues only from Capcom. Birthdays mean wishes. I wish everyone would shut up. All new That 70s Show at a special time, 8, 7 Central, Fox Tuesday. All right, we're back for the second half. We're going to get into this fucking Q documentary. Yep. I got time codes pulled up. Let me get those up here. <clears throat> all right so what do you what how how into it are you off the bat like what do you know of didn't you watch like a frontline documentary about them uh yeah i think i want i can't yeah i think it was here's what i recall gleaned off of that is there is this online community or something that has this that they claim like the government is like run by a bunch of like blood drinking pedophile hollywood too and hollywood yeah and there's this weird sort of like connection between basically all the things they don't like you know are sort of conspiring and they're the, they're awful human beings and then what wasn't that also was is QAnon related to that guy who went from north carolina to dc to shoot people at that pizza place was he like yeah it, well it that's kind of how it started they yeah. get into pizzagate on that and it's just like it's so oh 
it just it just isn't it just revealing the awfulness of humanity, like the weird sort of psychosis. Well, and like we find have? out on this, no smart people are like QAnoners. You don't find anybody like Neil deGrasse Tyson or somebody. Well, of course that, not. Of course. Look not. how this is how stupid it is. They have to give you a graphic warning because you're going to see graphic stupidity. You're watching this. You're going to be able to use the word retard <laughs> totally with impunity. <laughs> You don't have to worry about political correctness. correctness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. these people are tarted. Yeah. But, but it's just, it just, <clears throat> there's too many people. It was made by a dork. Listen to that 8-bit music. It's like Tetris. Ooh. Oh, God. Why does that generation worship the 80s? I lived through it. It wasn't that cool. It's not funny. It's the games were cool. hard, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, <clears throat> those old fucking arcade games are not easy. They're all fucking patterny and math and fucking math. Absolutely. Uh, when I learned the pattern on Pac-Man, Keith, this is the truth. I got a little cooler. I had gone up a notch in coolness as, a, as an 11-year-old Adam Crocious. When I learned the pattern Listen on Listen to this. This is a great intro. <laughs> So this Asian guy works for 8chan. I know it's hard to get beer off to Tommy Forrest, but... No, no, please. <laughs> Feel, you know, make yourself at home. Totally. He I explains it. this morning. New York Times, BBC, NPR, Vox. No, for me, those are the enemy. What are these people are accusing you of? Have you heard of QAnon? Yes. What do you know about QAnon? Um... A type of movement. Dude, that Asian guy, he wears gloves all the time. Ugh. He like he he's wearing just like yeah. fingerless leather gloves. A, again, yeah, there's a whole the psych the degeneration of the, the human psyche is just on display. Most trusted people who has it's a level security clearance. He's gonna explain it. Dropping here. like these little tidbits secrecy. And I have heard of it, but I'm, I yeah, I have no idea what it is. I see. This is how the story goes. Mm -hmm. I believe one of Donald Trump's most trusted people who has a Q-level security clearance is dropping like these little tidbits of information anonymously online. So this is the second <sighs> Q-drop. It really sets the stage for everything else. Mockingbird, HRC detained, not arrested yet. Where is Huma? Follow Huma. This has nothing to do with Russia yet. What is military intelligence? Why go around the three-letter agencies? God bless fellow patriots. This information was dropped. All the Q drops are like that. It's all just like Weird. Echo, 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 Tango Cash. Movie. Movie? <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, just a, a gibberish like that, like yeah. a gibberish, and then and then they get into it in this, and then what this guy who is Q or these people that are Q, what they're smart about is they make it weird like this, and then they allow people to just create these myths behind whatever. Oh, I decoded this, and Huma is this, and then that's this this seventeenth letter of this government is this, and then if you go to the alphabet. And then they pick whichever one is cool, and they're like, "Oh no, he got it." <laughs> Man, that is just—it's uh, odd. Let's watch more of this. Yeah, that's my website. So, are these are two documentary filmmakers: the Asian woman and this guy with glasses. Or are they? No, this is just a scene of this dude finding out that his neighbor I'm runs Eight Chan. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. The guy in the green hat runs Eight Chan. Yeah. <laughs> you, are you a user? No, but, but I'm. <laughs> I know it. What do, you, what do you think? Like, I've been your neighbor for, for two years now. What, what do you think I did? I thought, I thought you raped women. <laughs> Later. 
So <laughs> everybody likes free speech, but there's a tipping point for everybody. When is free speech too much? Yeah. Are you helping with that debate? So that's that. Now we're going to go to 16, around 16 minutes here. I mean, this... The forces that are trying to tame this... The government? You mean the government, Crow? The forces that are trying to sort of channel this to turn it into something are uh, pretty sinister. Here, let me go back. They're and pretty, let me pre- show they're you pretty underhanded. Fucktards here. It's uh ugh, it's it's gross. I can't remember. Okay, there we go. It's really sinister. Very underhanded, very dishonest. You know, and, and there's that, that's ooh, when you're right, motivated uh, by those forces. QAnon also told its followers to question everything. It was part interactive game, part religion, part political movement. More traction after some famous faces. Roseanne Barr, Kurt Schilling, the former major leaguer. Well, Schilling loves QAnon. For revolution. That all he of is a of weirdo. Were on the Baseball Listen, players have a- Here's our first assholes that we're going to meet. You can get inside access to this plan. You could even help. We voted for Obama each time. Twice. Twice. Yeah. I bought into the media the first black president. They all talk like that. They live in Florida. We're from fucking New York, but we moved to Florida because we know what, the truth. Uh, Florida's state. got some rough East Coast lifestyle. people. Like, again, really- Flor- Joe McMahon is right when he talks about that state. And I just say it's the dick hanging off. I mean, it's, it is gr- a gross place that's big. That's got a lot of people in it. It was only our fault for not paying attention. Jen and Jamie had been red-pilled in 2018. This concept of red pilling comes from that scene in The Matrix where Keanu. So we've met these assholes. You're making your life based on The Matrix. That is such a bad decision. That is such a bad lens to interpret things through. Is that, is that part of the thing? No, the term red pill is. Yeah, yeah, the but, but 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 the point is, it's using you. you Using the Matrix. All right, so here we go. Here's the homunculus who created 8chan. Now, being cued was one of the most integral mechanics of QAnon. Q had somehow taken the banality of a retweet and elevated the meaning to be part of a higher plan or purpose connected to Trump. There was a sense. A lot of people think, by the way, that QAnon is that Asian guy from the beginning. And it transformed followers into true believers. His name is Code Monkey, which is a slur for Asians. You know, I was going to the rally and she said, well, I think. Joy is going. This guy might be uh, retarded. She became famous for wearing the MAGA dress to the Emmys. So I offered to pick Joy up at the airport and bring her over. We're invited VIP. We went in front of the V. Look at that guy. That guy has Down syndrome, right? Oh my God. There's a wedding ring on his finger, too. I was the second or third person in the door. This is the cue. This is wood. <clears throat> this is not cardboard. It's not cardboard. Oh Fucking not none of that China cardboard shit. We were right, pretty much in the center, a couple rows back, right in front of. Being inspired Trump. by him, right? <laughs> watch, Big. watch how happy. This is what I want to watch. Let this breathe. So this, this, I'm gonna set this up for you. Okay. This is about how they were at this rally. And they were wearing their QAnon shit, yeah. and they're going to talk about how Trump's signing to them. He's signaling to them, and watch the grin on this retard's face. And yeah, first he pointed <coughs> straight to me. I instantly understood the communication. I whipped out my phone. My son instantly understood the communication. He turned around to me and goes, I think President Trump just pointed to it, to, Jesus to me. Christ. He looks at me, 
He gives me a little finger wag. Fairly subtle. Yeah, it just sort of happened. I, Look at, his, he, well, look at his wife sitting there like a beaten soul. And, and look at him like tap his foot like, yeah. Look yeah. at him smile. Look at him smile. It wasn't planned. It wasn't planned. And oh. someone said, Q's looking for whoever had a cutout. Q's looking for you. So then people behind me know, started man. chatting. Hey, guy in the red shirt, you just made Q. Q found me within six minutes, which means that he had eyes on the rally. Somehow they knew my name. Yo, Q don't reach out to anybody. He just puts you in his drops. And he said, VIPs, thank you, Patriots. He was right with us. This is dangerous. This might anger you, dude. So check this out. They have a little kid here, and they talk about how he was at the Trump rally. <laughs> Build the wall. Build the wall. And he was chanting with us. It was funny. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I think Q is something that could only happen no. in our day. I mean, it's not surprising. <laughs> it's No. I, again, it, the it, but it's just like... All right, so now we're I don't gonna... know if you, I remember this. I, I want to a quick little story. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm you know doing stand up comedy early on in stand up. Like I was within the first year of me doing stand up, when I had one of my first true bombs. You know, and I, I'm not a big one on blaming the audience, but this one I was like the. It was the realization of like, kind of I don't know, like, like just you knew people are you know, kind of the ignorance, and, that, and that's that's kind of it's a superior attitude to think. Well, they just didn't get my jokes. I'm sure. And deliver them very well, and they didn't quite understand me. I'm sure I spoke too. Can fast. you pull the mic into you a little sure, bit? Sure, sure. But but uh, but it was also just the realization of of how stupid most people are. <laughs> like seeing an audience and just hearing their reactions to and what they thought was funny, like what was killing at comedy clubs. And I was just like, how do you people find this funny? This is not a funny line. This is not clever. This guy's a clown. But you know, but he had a stage presence. You know, I remember not getting. And then the, that was me realizing how dumb people are. But you see this, and you're like, wow. There's just a lot of ignorance. And with this, it's just the, the search for identity, and like it's bizarre. Our culture is really so circling is, the drain, man. We're circling the drain. This is pretty crazy. What's going on? So this is about QTubers. These are about the YouTubers that Please cover Q. Some of my other videos. Keep up the fights. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. Also, hit the like button if you guys like this content and want to see me make more. Well, again, way more followers than us. So oh, us yeah, really yeah. making fun of them, you know, my, we might be throwing stones. <laughs> Casting stones? And YouTube well, channels. yeah, I mean, a it lot just... Of look at this guy. Phenomenon. And, uh, He's I a religious nut. For my channel. Yeah. Well, interesting There's now. a whole, like... This is the watch what he says up here. YouTubers. When we first he met, talks about the pictures in his house and he says God's up top because he's number one. You know, I got God above, right? So the crosses I like to keep those the highest because you know God's first. But then I got Trump looking over our work. It's his war face. I, it, it is unbelievable. It, it, it is unbelievable. The con that he has been able to pull is pretty fucking incredible. And what he's been able to tap into, and it's always been there, obviously, but it's really, it seems pretty, pretty organized. It seems pretty, uh, you know, and, and they're all fucking, they're all armed up, you know, I'm checking my phone all day. I'm checking the computer all night. So as soon as a Q post is up, I'm doing a breakdown video analysis of it. At first I was like, what a loser. He's sitting around, but then I was like, oh yeah, his job is covering QAnon. So he probably does have to fucking... The second this psychopath fucking posts something, yeah, yeah. Well, then you get sucked up into it. Can you I mean, imagine your identity? Can you imagine if I called you up and was like, "Hey, Q posted. We have to." <laughs> yeah, we have to do something now. You know. Yeah, it's just uh, the uh, the weird. Uh, 
This is why Trump has to stroke out because the right wing mind latches on to the leader. They latch onto it like it's just this mystical sort of connection. Oh, there's a voice that's speaking to me. and He represents the essence of success because he's a billionaire because they've bought the lie for so long that it feeds into their mythical view of how things should be, you know, and, and there's just such ignorance and a lack of critical thinking. But it's but it's real. You can't deny it. That's what but they all latch into it. Look at this facial and, and when hair. that figure dies. So so what? If Trump can stroke out, that would just be a healthy thing. Look at the facial hair. In a few months. That guy's got a beard with no mustache connecting it. But I can get on you. Is he Amish? I mean, no, he's <laughs> fucking retarded. I, I know. Look how All good he looked life. right there. Why not? As you get deeper, you get weirder facial hair. Yeah. My family members. Hi, everybody. I want to do a quick video and update you guys. And There's people out there like Liz Crokin who are just completely experts and and breaking. See, they latch on to because this blonde lady actually has worked for like newspapers and was like a yeah. real journalist. So they're like, she's an actual absolute expert. She yeah. just fucking knows the whole insides and outs. Like, why? Because she was a gossip colonist for yeah. the fucking Tribune. Yeah, I know exactly, exactly. So she must know that everyone in Disney is a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> Patton Oswalt. Politicians and billionaires were running a sex trafficking. Well, what's so bizarre to me, the thing they hate about, they should hate the fact that they're billionaires. That's what they should hate. Yeah. <laughs> they, shouldn't, they shouldn't project into them, oh, oh, you know, they're doing. So in a weird way, they are challenging the political structure, but it's in such a haphazard, knee-jerk fashion. You know, and and, it, and it's tapping into some real weirdness. Really, real weirdness. Alienated them from their friends, family, and in some cases, listen to this fucking dumb bitch. Well, I actually got my first news job when I was sixteen or seventeen. I've worked on two presidential campaigns. I've worked for. I love how all the her pictures are just like her fucking covered in liquid, like. <laughs> This is me winning the wet tush T-shirt contest. This is me waiting to interview Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> So I left the mainstream media, but I was also blacklisted and censored from other organizations. So I realized it's because you're a fuck up. There's a reason for that. You were incompetent and a fuck up because she says the newspaper she worked for wouldn't cover the Hollywood pedophilia, which she was disgusted by. Yeah, the deep sea distract from what is really going on in Hollywood. And that is the rape, torture, trafficking. And sacrificing you know, of children. Well, one of the right wing things, when I've read like a little right. Listen to like, what she says here. I'm going to let you finish your point, but listen to this. And the Earth's flat, or it's whatever. Wait, the Earth's flat wouldn't surprise you? No. Really? <gasps> there, there is nothing that. I expose people that literally rape and eat babies. Oh my God. Literally rape and eat babies. <laughs> and thinking she's like this and like her weird ego like being feeling like you know proud of this like she's she's uncovered this great she's the woodward and bernstein of this thing validating her bizarre paranoid views you know it's just uh, there are any more pedophiles in hollywood than there are anywhere else it's i tell you exists. fucking warrior she's probably licking that dog's butthole oh out. gross man so god awesome. that's a that's a go-to my dad would always make the go-to joke of like <laughs> He's probably fucking that. He's dicking that dog, you yeah. know? I have been followed and harassed ever since I went public. But you're also... I love how you're worried about being harassed and you're looking outside with binoculars and you're letting a full-on documentary camera crew I know. into your house. <laughs> like not recognizing the hypocrisy and irony of that? Look at I his know. sad little Daily Beast office. Up, especially in the 2016 election, a lot of conspiracy theories gaining steam. 
uh, that have now been folded. I'll tell you what's not gaining steam, buddy. Your hairline. Yeah. So, for example, Pizzagate. So, who's this cat? Here we go. Pizzagate is something that started with the release of John Podesta's hacked emails on WikiLeaks. People start going through, and they're seeing these references to pizza. And these are mostly innocuous references, but they're like, wow, this guy's getting a lot of pizza. And so someone who's going through it and really is sort of looking for nefarious explanations. Yeah, looking for it. John Podesta is going to this Comet Ping Pong place, which is a pizzeria in Washington. They have punk shows there, too. There's footage online of there actually is a weird footage of like a metal band performing there and being like, oh, the little the boys are here. <laughs> like they really are talking very pedophile. <laughs> Here we go. Oh. Oh. So this is how bad OAN is. This is just some random fucking periscoper that got famous going to Comet Pizza. The methodology, uh, getting people to pay attention to you because of... Why am I a journalist? Because I put the pen here behind my hand and I talk like this and oh. I say methodology and I wear a suit. Well, exactly. That, that's what's so sinister about this is they, they have these, this veneer of trying to be professional, <clears throat> but it's so bad. I wanted to go for some pizza. Jack Posobiec so, actually took this weird route where he claimed that he went to Comet Ping Pong to debunk Pizzagate, which is... If you play back the footage from that night is absolutely not what was going on. We're going to go in and we're going to immediately a trip as if he had any friends. Yeah. You'd be like, no, we're not doing that. That's not going to be fun. Let's yeah. order from fucking <laughs> little Domino's Caesars. Or, yeah, They're yeah. hot and ready. Like, what are we doing with this? On <laughs> me, because I didn't understand that the IQ of the Internet is below than average. So a lot of people have been going into that back room. So secret secret door to get into the bathroom. See that? He's walking around the restaurant being like, whoa, some creepy stuff in here, guys. Like, I think we're being... Wow, the ignorance it's revealing. Oh my God. You see the face on the wall there? Fanning the flames. People really don't have critical thinking skills. I mean, listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying I'm a genius. Believe me, I've made a lot of mistakes. They kick him out. Listen to him. And when you kick him out, this is my problem with this. Kicking it out makes him think it's real. Well, exactly. Because they should have just let him stay. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe get bored, you know? Wow. Wow. Because then he can go, wow. Wow. I know. Wow. This is deep. Wow. This is deep. Going on InfoWars and detailing your experience, you know, traveling to the pizza place, just being like, I don't know, man. It's amazing how the the media, the social media thing, I mean, it is just... Come so that's even how look with they're using our mics look that's even how pizzagate started man so that's that we're gonna go yep. to yep. wow this one's gonna blow your mind i love this one. Ooh, it's coming up soon here so the fact that they kicked them out like that just proves it that proves right it. they're fucking not, dis- i'm not gonna <clears throat> take responsibility for me being a weirdo and saying oh that door and being a, well, a also, creep the, hanging also out the, in the restaurant the, the one guy says they say there's a rape dungeon in the basement of Comet Pizza. Comet, Pace, Comet Pizza doesn't have a basement. Uh, yeah, so, it's slab on grade, you know, which is we common. Uh, in, Listen in, in to this. This country. is about this gets into who is Q. So a clue that leads us to a much bigger question. Who Q actually is. Now, when considering possible suspects, false positives are everywhere. Oh. And just looking at Q's digital trail, I can make a case for any number of people behind the operation. Hell, I could even make a case for myself. 
I mean, you, you can really find kind of find yourself falling down a hole uh, in terms of trying to find out who Q is. Obviously, the the one QAnon people think is that they think it's someone close to Trump. So they think. I mean, this so, is all again. This is them playing like a, a wow, wow, you know. For sure. Playing the social media angle is without a doubt part of the strategy, you know, obviously. He has said that less than 10 people in the world can identify me. They say it like he's full on. Q has said he's wearing a wedding ring. Listen to this. Several Trump rallies. I think it's Vincent Fusca, who's actually JFK Jr., because if you look at his grave in Arlington Cemetery from above, it's this huge queue. He didn't die. He was already Trump's best friend. No, th this is, working together you know. All along. Q is a real insider with real inside information. It's not one person. He's looking. That is the sound of a guy that you just told there was no Santa Claus. <laughs> Q is a real guy with real inside information. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Stone is such a turd. He's such a bad human being. I'm looking forward to his death. Roger Stone dying will be a good day. It'll be a good day. He was, oh, and then Miller. Oh, my God. This, that I have to say, Millennial Nasaraftu is a good nickname for him. He is an awful human being. What if Roger Stone is like an operatic singer? And, and, and then, then fucking, <clears throat> and Bannon just being like. Steve yeah. Banyan, he needs to be the GM well, well, yeah, of the Bears. I want to hear, hear this if you don't mind. And posts by Q, where they're almost dropping posts at the same time. This Q post came on September 30th at 1453, 2.53 p.m. So then you got Donald J. Trump. So then you got me jerking off to diaper porn right here. God. And so they're thinking that they're being communicated to through like the. No, that's him trying to prove that Trump is Q. Because he's trying to say that Q will post at this specific time. Yeah. And then you go look at here and then Trump tweets. It's three minutes later and, yeah. and he uses watch and see. And then Q says watch and see. Yeah. And he's yeah. saying all of this into a microphone paid for by a YouTube channel that has like 250,000 followers. Because there's a market for this bullshit. <laughs> oh, of course. Patriot Soapbox 24-7 live This is what I want to get Patriot into. This is, is yeah. going to be our show. Yeah. Successful chat room dedicated to Q. 24-7. Crow, you ready for it? <laughs> yeah. I have the stamina for that. We'll take shifts. People donate to. They would seem like one of the major suspects. Wow. I wonder what old... I want to talk to Dan Rather. Like, what does he think about this? A person who's like an old school sort of news... I don't media? even know how to work my remote control. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I sometimes struggle with that myself. But yeah, with... <laughs> There's three of them, first of all. It, you know, it's... It, it's just, they're all different sizes with different button amounts. This intentional crazy making that they're doing is just such an unhealthy thing for... You know, we're mentally ill. Uh, you know, there's a lot of mentally ill people in this country. And it's like, it's like he's rallying them, you know? And it's just... It's gross. It, it's just, ew, it's so depressing. Look at the gap in this broad's teeth. So they run a pretty big YouTube channel. Those are Rode, yeah, those are Rode NT1 microphones. Those are $250 microphones. When they thought I was Don Jr., we got like... Look at his teeth, dude. I was the one that latched on first. One day I saw a post. Nothing on. positive. If you refer to latching on to something, yeah. that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> you never Very latch on point. to the love of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you're doing before and go full time on this. February. Oh, oh February. my Lord. Look at oh. that gap. Oh, Lord. 
can fucking oh. probably punch her in the mouth and miss completely with the that la- gap. The lack of critical think, the inability to like the lens, how they interpret things. It's just very different than mine. <laughs> you know, sorry, it's not surprising. Listen to this old man, though. This this old man does a burn. So they're on Discord right now. Discord is like uh kind of like zoom you can do video but it's it's voice activated so you can have a whole group of people and then the second someone starts talking the little yeah. icon lights up yep listen to this this is more than i could have ever imagined my life to be uh somebody told pam this was a bad idea yes exactly right it was a bad idea for the deep state oh that's a little uh, joke yeah he high fives his son's so proud of him <sighs> I'm so proud of you, Dad. I got you into it. Listen, he fucking says boomers. So, but this is getting into the boomers or a lot of cures. That they're basically saying that through doing these 24-7 things, a lot of baby boomers were the were they were like, oh, we were surprised that all these older, we thought only young people were into this nuts bullshit. Yeah. yeah again, it just, the mental illness. God, she looks like Dusty Rhodes. My husband started reading Q posts and now we don't. If I was a cure, she probably would have never dated me. She's oh, Larry. Oh, my Lord. Out of, like, nowhere, this Travis View guy, where their whole, like, persona is just, like, attacking anybody that covers the Q posts. Oh, are there guys like, that actually try to attack them online? Yeah. Well, that, that, well, I respect that, you know. We're about to meet this guy. Only they devote their time to debunking it. When I created my account... I thought I was going to um, use it to make stuff. See, he only has 1,500 followers. You see, all the other people have hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah. And it's not good. Like, I'm not even... I'd like Could to they be, be inflating those. Numbers? I'd like to be impressed with the follower amount, but to me, it just shows how many more people are fucking retarded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without over people, this Travis Views guy should have twenty thousand Twitter followers. <laughs> He's got fifteen hundred. That whole fucking has he I, ever I, been I, retweeted I, by Judd Apatow? I hate that frog that have that that right wing frog that they have as Pepe? that image. I fucking, that Pepe's from 4chan. Yeah, it's I fucking I hate that man. It's just like, yeah, man. But before all that. These guys are gay together. Look at how he's sitting on that couch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would smack your feet off the couch if you sat like that. They rub sticks. There's no doubt about it, man. Rubbing sticks and stones together, making sparks in the night. Looking for. I don't get it. They're going to see Keanu Reeves' band at the fucking. Dogstar? They're going to see Dogstar. They're going to see Dogstar at the Roxy. Social distanced. We're going. I wonder when concerts are going to start happening again. I, I, I don't, I, you know. It'll be just as strong, I think. God. Yeah. So do you want to get into a little This Week in TV history while we let Man, this breathe this, a little bit? Yeah, yeah, okay. Because I'm, I'm starting to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm literally going down the rabbit hole. I'm, I'm following it hook, line, and sinker. So yeah, let's yeah. go to This Week in History. Yeah, thank you, Keith, for getting out of that. That's because I'm just, you yeah. are correct. I mean, I, I don't like what I'm seeing. I mean, I'm not surprised again. It's. You know, it's, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm going to go back to cable because that's really all I had. That's, we went through the time code. So I don't know what to think about how this affects things. Well, it's a part of reality. I mean, yeah, the, the, the show, the you comic know? book that I was writing and the little TV show that I'm writing is all based on conspiracy theories. <clears throat> it's just like what I mean. the And just the idea that I just have a, a feeling that 
the idea of people in the government being about conspiracy theories is not going away. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it, th- th- I mean when I was in college, I talked about, all, but they were all like in college. It was like, that's just a conspiracy theory. Like when someone puts stuff like that out in college, you were immediately kind of pushed down. Like, dude, that, that, that's not, you know, that's a conspiracy theory. And I'm sometimes prone to a conspiracy theory. I'm not saying I'm yeah, above and them. Now people are like, yeah, I know. It's yeah. awesome. Um, on occasion I am, but not, you know, <laughs> There are things that governments act while well, actually doing. See what Sven Gulli's got going on. Oh, look at that. It's an old conversation. That looks like fucking Richard Roundtree from uh, The Beast Must Die. Oh, yeah. Let's see who this cast Tom, is. Davina's worried. It seems poor Jan's had what, some What year did this come out? I don't know. It's probably just going to have Sven Gulli listed. Yeah, you're right. Like That's why Sven Gulli's there. We gotta, he's got to tell you. Man. So we're going in chronological order. Yeah. This is This Week in History. Oh, Peter Cushing. He's going to blow up the Death Star. Oh, yeah. So they got some names in this. He was a, an old man who stared glaringly in everything. Yeah, absolutely. He, he was always good. Well, he was good I in those Dracula movies. beg your pardon. <laughs> okay. This Week in History. It does work perfectly. Every 30 minutes, that fucking yep. shutter goes. Hold on. Cool. Uh, no, he, I mean, it's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But with, this is... Uh, so this is Sven Gulli here. We got uh... so 1932, the first U.S. radio broadcast from the back of a fucking truck. That sounds like Christian Slater and fucking Midnight <laughs> Radio or whatever the fuck that movie's called. Oh, Pump yeah. up the volume. Oh, I remember that being like a cool. Like when I was in college, that was deemed like kind of a oh, edgy movie. Did, it, did you want to start a radio show? Did you? Mo- nah, we should do I, I, I that. I didn't man. watch it. I didn't. Let's watch hook it. up some XLRs to our fucking ham radio. I, I didn't see it. I, it was beneath me. It wasn't cool enough. I was kind of a snob in certain ways. You didn't like talk radio back then? Too rushy for you? Uh, it, was it too associated with... Was talk radio like associated so right to no, the right no, no. wing it, with you? It, it, it was still in its absolute infancy. Absolute infancy. But I remember hearing it a few times and being like, this isn't good. They're putting out some real awful... like Not the, the hates, just the misinformation and... and, and, and and yeah, and the hate, the hate's there, obviously. It's just... Oh, we got the... And the, the, the naps. Absolutely. You know Clark Jones won one of those? Or Will Miles? Oh, really? Yeah. He's a good dude. I always liked Will Miles, man. He's a Love good guy. Love Will Miles. He's totally good guy, man. Always upbeat, you know? I tell you what, I had a couple... T- <laughs> tell dude, us. Tell, tell what? Do, do what? My, do Carl, my, tell my, me what. Do, doing the, my lift this past weekend, <laughs> I picked up a couple guys who had to go down to LAX from up here in Hollywood, and there were a couple like uh, black guys from South Florida. They were fucking hysterical i got it it was a great ride and, and they were i mean and we had like a 35 minute ride to go from like hollywood down to lax they had to pick up a rental car and they were coming out here for like a bit one guy lived here and then his friend was visiting him he's like what about the pursuit of happiness i don't want to wear this mask like, they were so so not you the- mean the will smith movie it's a good movie it, 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 <laughs> started off his dramatic acting career they were great man they had so many good lines and i was talking about like football down there they thought i was funny i had some lines for them you know like you know and like the homeless people man you see these homeless people out here? they are fall i mean and they were I mean, it, I thought I was like listening to like, an Outcast album or something. It was like it was so, <laughs> it was so good. Were they talking about bombs over Baghdad? Oh, and just like I mean, <laughs> there were so many. I mean, look, we we covered. I'm not lying. We covered about 18 things in a 35 minute run. I mean, it was like it was pretty rapid fire. You know, we were Hell going. Yeah. You know, we had a banter going. It's like your own little this week in TV history. But exactly. With life. So yeah, it was with the, the first radio. 1941. Yeah, Jimmy Stewart joins the armed forces, Man. becoming the first American superstar entertainment 
child pedophile uh, yeah. globalist <laughs> to join the war effort. I mean, can you imagine today that I mean, that's why I think Harry Prince Harry's so badass because he actually fought in the war. Yeah. I mean, he fought yeah. for gay Britain, but yeah. like he still fought for the war. Oh, no, absolutely. He was part, he was part of the uh, he was in the, the coalition of the he willing. Was in right? the suck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, it's you know, he was he was earning his keep. You know what I mean? It's going to give him a certain status in the family, you know, and he's using that to integrate the family. <laughs> you know but uh but i can you imagine like tom cruise uh, tom cruise would want to but he would fail the physical <laughs> mark, well they wouldn't let him in because he's gay or, but or they relax you'd that have policy. your mark ruffalo would like tie himself to a tree <laughs> in like protest if they made like actors if like there was a draft oh and dude a bunch of them did a bunch of them did. let's see who i got back here. in the 40s nicholas cage would join and die immediately he do it as a publicity stunt. I'm talking about authentically joining, saying, "Okay, we gotta, we gotta throw." I mean, arms I've down had enough here. practice being a soldier. Well, that's it. again the Spanish Civil War, which was a precursor to the Second World War. Uh, there were thirty thousand volunteers that came to fight for the Republic, which was basically a like an anarchist republic. There truly wasn't a government, and the fascists came in, supported by by Hitler. Here we go, Joe again. It. Yeah, it's important. And, but my yeah. point is, is uh, is that was a um, um, a precursor to the Second World War. And uh, what was I saying? We're going. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. There, was, there were 30,000 volunteers. And there was all like artists like Picasso and Hemingway and George Orwell went to like fight for the volunteer guard to fight against the fascists. You know, it was like artists did that back then. They actually did, like went into the war. That does not happen. They've got their cause, but they're not going to truly get, they're not going to get bloody. You know, I'm sure a bunch Crow, of actors. I don't know if you, fighting and violence are icky and yeah. gross. Yeah. But in the Second World War, I think it was probably a necessity. I think it was a necessity in the Second World War because you were dealing with a force that was uh, unparalleled and evil. <laughs> and then there's some people like Ruffalo. You know? Some people might go, but then they'd end up being like Adrian Cronauer or something like that. They'd be good, good morning yeah, Vietnam yeah, exactly. at the well, whole time. They're doing USO shows. And you'd, shit, be, you know? you'd befriend a Middle Eastern but or actually something being like in, that. Was, he, was Jimmy Stewart in the infantry? Well, we're getting into it now. We go to 1944. Well, you know, I, I, I don't want to shoot the gun. No, no, that was my triggers for the missiles. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Stewart flies his 12th combat mission. So he was in the Air Force. Yeah, he bombed Britain. He bo- yeah. I, I, no, he bombed Berlin, I think, in defense of England. <laughs> man. Uh, my, uh, I got a friend in Chicago whose father was in a, uh, did 38 bombing missions over Germany. Did 38. That's a lot. You know, bombs over Baghdad. You know, I mean, yeah, you, you're. I mean, it's for real. You know, I mean, they did they did bombing raids of a Dresden. You know, which was like a people were kind of like, okay, you're. This is like going a bit too far. Got cradle to the grave on in the background. Which yeah. again, why are you not watching the video? <laughs> Click over keithpazel.com, make exactly. a pay per view donation. Only time I'm going to mention it. So who who is this? Who's this pairing? Asian uh, and black. That is DMX. Oh yeah, DMX Jet, exactly. and Jet Li. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Listen, Mac. What's he saying? Saying what every two seconds? Jeez. My daddy, daddy, open up my walk. Would Just say grandma and grandpa have a long walk back. Why are you spray painting the windows yellow? Because it's to stop Asian hate. You wanted to spray paint them yellow like the Facebook squares? Like the squares on Instagram? 
Go to sleep. You started the coronavirus. Go to sleep. He'd, he'd blast her. He'd scare her. You know what you do with a kid like that, an evil character? We'll grab her and be like, I'm going to cut me. You, you, you pinch you, her you a know. little bit. You do a pinch. But you just grab her and you really get up in the face, you know? If you're really going to be evil, you know? 1954. RCA manufactures the first colored television 12 and a half inches one thousand dollars that's a lot back then oh yeah that's a lot today for a tv tvs this was like 89 dollars. the yeah. tv we're watching absolutely right now. it's great it's a great resolution yeah you know absolutely so I, agree. I i always anytime i hear about that my dad always would say my racist grandpa would he got a colored tv and he would say i work so hard getting a colored tv and all i see are coloreds wow yeah wow but that was like his bit yeah. That was like a bit. <laughs> exactly. It was DMX was gangster, wasn't he? Yeah, well cuz it yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go, going into the joint. He never smiles. <laughs> oh yeah, this is like the height of when the high, he had like his own cell. This is the Is that fucking Chai McBride? Is, is, this a, is that like a hey, yo, whoa. My DVD's broke. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, my DVDs broke. Prison ain't so bad, you know. I'm living okay. They've clearly cordoned off part of the hustler, cafeteria. You know, uh, I'm the big guy from the prison. What you doing in here? DMX stands up to him, right? At some point, I don't know if they stay in jail. This isn't prison break. I think they're just trying to get some info. <laughs> A lot of these are just like Shakespeare plays made oh, oh, into. Oh, God. <clears throat> He's holding court. You got to take your shoes job? off. Don't waste my time. Look, I got a problem. How's Darian? It's good. I get having stuff in jail. Where's he getting that food? That food specifically. Like, I get he's the king and he gets everything, but wouldn't he have stacks of individually wrapped, like, oatmeal <laughs> cookies around him and shit? It would be all commissary food. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are they getting the cigars like, and the beads? <laughs> cigars, I could see. I guess you can get, I mean, I you know they say in, in, the pr in prison, this is another argument for why drugs should be legal. The most secured institutions in our country you can still get drugs in prison you know what i mean like this is the reason why drugs need to be legal when, when you can i mean when you can control almost every aspect of someone's life and they still get drugs yeah preach on you know? brother preach on blood it's because they want to get drugs you know so 19 blood, on. <laughs> 1969 okay marcus welby oh, debuts that was like robert young i think was the star of that that that, that was really square television when i was young even I knew it as like a seven-year-old. My dad would always square. make reference to it when someone, one of us would get sick. Oh, Marcus Welby. <laughs> yeah, he was like a, oh, man. The medical drama was always like a, that's always been a, like, like, a, like a through line of American television, you know? The oh, emergency yeah. vehicle. <clears throat> the, ER the, was the big one when I was a kid. It made yeah. Clooney. What? And it survived for a long time after Clooney. But the thing that ER did yeah. And we got Marcus Welby on right now, if you're watching. <laughs> if you're not, again, what are you oh, doing? Late 60s Hollywood. Is that ER immediately was an ensemble. Like, George yeah. Clooney got big and he had to leave the show. Yeah. Whereas now... David Cassidy. You'd get someone who's... You'd, like, focus on... Like, Grey's Anatomy has Ellen Pompeo. She's the one through throughout yeah. the whole show. Yep. And that... So, but, like, ER didn't do that, so it was able to survive. Like, yeah. if Meredith Grey dies, Grey's Anatomy's done. Yeah. 
but ER had John Stamos. I don't think yeah. there was one character who was like the main a- character. Anthony Edwards, you know, was definitely a known actor. Margulies was obviously in it the early early years. You she know? stayed on a long time, right? Yeah, I, I think. But for me, from when I was a kid, the, the medical drama was Saint Elsewhere in the eighties. But you know something, Mister Feeney. I've been watching Howard I, Mandel, who's the fun, one of the funniest people on earth. Howie Mandel, <clears throat> his crowd work is insane. Oh, dude, I think I told you, I saw him the hardest, and I've seen thousands of comedians. The hardest I've ever seen an audience laugh was Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel fucking murdered the laugh fat. Murdered the laugh. Like, he literally was getting such big laughs, he couldn't, like, talk for, like, two or three minutes. There'd be, like, laughs upon laughs. Then it was, and then it would, and it would come yeah. back up again. Well, he also die. couldn't I talk mean, because he had a plastic glove over his head. So <laughs> No, it wasn't that. But he was, uh, he, I mean, he was a star. In the Denzel Washington was on it saying elsewhere, okay? You know, there's Denzel cred on that one. There's a lot of actors who came through. But but if you watch, like I want, I've been, I'd like to watch that now because watching Hill Street Blues now, having watched The Wire, it's like Hill Street Blues is a little clunky. It, it, it's good. It's got its moments. Let's get a little Welby. Right around the corner. You need some change. I've got my own. Also, Marcus Welby, I will say, kind of looked like he'd fucking get a finger knuckle deep in an anus or two. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the late '60s. Shit was loose, man. It was loose. What a time to be alive. The tail end of those coffee machines were around when I was a kid. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember those. They were, I remember those. They were refashioned to just drop soda cans yeah. out the bottom of them. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those being like... Dave, David a young Cassidy. John Cusack right no, there? No, no, no. It's David Cassidy, man. He's like 16 years old. Dude, he, I mean, he was a I think star. I love you. He was a fucking star. Like, girls five to seven years older than me rubbed it out when thinking about David Cassidy. They rubbed it out like, oh, say you love me, David Cassidy, when I was like seven and they were 13. You know? David Cassidy. David Cassidy fucks at the swanky. <laughs> well, he's dead. Mid-American he's hotel. dead, man. God. He, I guess he struggled with massive depression because he was a he, he was a big child star. David Cassidy was a big child star. Well, yeah, and then his like fucking goofball ginger cohort who had no no reason to be successful ends up with a shitty radio show <laughs> and like somehow being like up there with Stern and ratings and oh, David, yeah. yeah David Lee Roth, all these insane K Rock people that had like success. Yeah. Yeah. But like Adam could Adam Carolla and the redhead from fucking Partridge family were one and two for on Los Angeles radio for well, a while. Well there was also Susan Day was actually a pretty big star in the eighties doing she was the woman the young woman in, in, in Partridge family. Uh, she was in uh, L.A. Law for like yeah. seven or eight years, which was a very successful show. Well, David Cassidy. So his career did not. I mean, I think it, it just didn't really go that direction. And he was a fucking star. That ginger and Adam Carolla have competition now in us. <laughs> that ginger. Absolutely, man. We're there back we with We're the back. number one Robert podcast Young. in America. Look at Robert. He's like a friendly. His father knows best. So what if he, he was, just put it and took a big hit off that fucking oxygen tank, off that fucking nitro tank? This is when men were still trusted. James Brolin is in this. Holy shit. I forgot about that, man. Brolin was. Can you in imagine this. their star studded semen floating around in that pelvis right wow. now? Wow. Wow. Oh, I'm sure the rap parties. Think of how much fun the rap parties were for these shows. Like in '69, it must have just been like so much ooh, fun. Ooh, I gotta, get, I gotta manage that. I gotta figure that out. Yeah. I, I have the mic in a new position, but you know, it's in the shock mount, so that's Welby. Exactly. We did a little Welby segment right there. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> little Welby segment right there. 
That's, that was funny. Uh, man, that was good. What else? Good, good job, down? man. Good job with putting these in. This has been, you know, this has been a... We, we bonded. The Q thing, you know, it, it, it was... Just frightens you. It's just frightening, I mean, it's frightening, isn't it? It's, it's just, just frightening. Like, you know, I mean... It, People have been having the pitchforks and the, and the uh, and the torches. That's been around since day since Frankenstein and shit. There's a reason why those stories like Frankenstein, yeah, are important to actually be aware. Like what what the mob mentality can sort of like the group think that can go on. I'm like it can be the biggest lie ever, and and people will just latch onto it for whatever reason, some need. I don't know what it is, but it's like that. That's been a through line through history, you know, and it's like it still exists, you know. So it's like. It's just interesting to see it, like, sort of so in your face and obvious, you know? And I, I guess I just wonder about its power in terms of, well, if you can get I'll tell you what has capital, power, this fucking Christ. chicken sandwich right here on this yeah, TV. This I, has you know, power. Some, I lost my train of thought. That looked damn hungry, good. dude. You know, <laughs> do you know what this confirmed? <laughs> what? You're taking me to get food after this. Yes. I, I forgot last time. I was going to bring over 7-Eleven. Oh, it's fine. I, I, I gave yeah, up on yeah. it. I gave up on it. 1973, Crocious. Okay. I'll, I'll be curious. We are but halfway yes through a little know. show called young and the restless debuts wow. i never really watched that neither did i it wasn't my soap i think we've talked about it on this i'm a days of our lives guy yeah through and through i, I was more of a days guy and occasionally i watched santa barbara <laughs> when, when i worked the summer of 85 when i was 12 years old working at a, at a wendy's my very first job i flipped burgers at wendy's Made three thirty five an hour. That was my minimum. My check was one hundred and sixty eight bucks. Two weeks of work, and I, and I was like proud of that. Like, wow, I fucking earned one hundred and sixty eight dollars. Like, I was like, wow. I wow. saved. I saved like five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks. I was like, holy shit, man, I'm good at this. I can save money. <laughs> but but it was uh, yeah <clears throat> that, that summer we were we were we were talking about also in nineteen seventy three yeah. probably well no that winter if the Oscars happened in the same month uh, Santa Barbara I'd watched right? Marlon Brando protest the Oscars oh. by having a deer in the headlights Native American like they should have just all I'm saying yeah make your political statement coach her through first yeah I, I guess isn't the isn't the the rumor behind that that John Wayne had to be held back from going and grabbing her like it offended him. Wayne got really pissed off. I That's guess. the girl from Searchers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one whose throat I slit, you know. That's a rumor. One of his movies they made in like Utah, one of his westerns, that all these people died from cancer and it was like near a nuclear testing area. But, but you know, the, the fact is, Everyone smoked back then. Actors, you were required to I be I mean, John drunk. Wayne was a giant tumor at the end I mean, of his life. That's oh, all he was. He had like 97 pounds of impacted feces and cigarette butts <laughs> in his intestines. Roger Moore. Bra oh, this is... That's Roger Moore. Often to be most eloquent is to be silent. Uh, you're quite right. Uh, the film we've just seen... Kind of like when you were silent when I grabbed your titties backstage. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there was some ass-grabbing going on in these parties. 73. I'd probably do it now. Marlon Brando and The Godfather. The Godfather. In Sleuth. Laurence Olivier in Sleuth. Ah. Peter O'Toole in The Ruling Class. Paul Winfield in Peter O'Toole in my bedroom pa Paul tonight. Paul Winfield in Sounder. They had a, there was a black actor they put in. Oh, we'll see. I believe it's Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando in The Godfather. Security! Security! This is amazing. Oh my god, she has a tomahawk. That was a look in the fucking early 70s, man. 
Brando didn't give a shit, man. And now accepting the award, Martin Short, playing a Native American woman. Hello, my name is Sasheen Littlefeather. I'm Apache. Fox I'm News president. would eat this alive. Oh. Native American well, affirmative. Wayne, John Wayne had to be held back. I guess he was really pit, like a couple guys had to hold him he back. And he wanted to go to grab her. In a very long speech, which I cannot share with I mean, he's thumbing the nose of the Western, you know. But I will be glad to share with the press afterwards. My uncle is an alcoholic. Regretfully, yeah. cannot accept this very generous award. And the reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry. Excuse Ooh, me. You can hear the grumbling going on. There's a few applauses in there, though. You know, this is the artist who's like, it's my way of fighting back. What a spoiled brat Marlon Brando was. <laughs> yeah, to Brando. have the honor, we're giving you we're giving you a hunk of metal, you ungrateful sack <laughs> of shit. Yeah, and trying to use I mean We're giving you a hunk of metal that is gold plated. It's gonna turn green if you hold it too long. I wonder how long this lasted in the our media. The story lasted in the media. You know what I mean? Well, probably two days. I wonder because because you think about it now, would it be I, I mean, mean there's probably some people that remembered it forever. Yeah, of course. I, I throw trash on the ground all day now. I don't care it's if they like cry. Jane Fonda during the same time. I don't care if they cry. <laughs> Brando's far away look. Oh, we gotta watch that, man. We gotta you want to watch that? You gotta watch that, man. It, it, we just we have to see this. If you uh, had the Academy Awards night to do over again, would you do any of that differently? He looks like he's about to respond uh, in poetry. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think so. No, I felt that um, that there was an opportunity for. Since the American Indian hasn't been able to hear his voice heard, or have his voice heard. Oh my God, Z's, Jesus Christ. Is this why people liked it, Cavett? Because they they would go th- from long pauses oh, between yeah. words? Oh yeah, no, he was, he, he, he got good stars. He was a New York-based show. It was like the opposite of Carson. What a good show we're having, by the way. Oh, man. It's absolutely. I agree. What a good show. It's been enjoyable. We've been on a roll. I feel like Why isn't tight. the website bookmarked in your thing? You bookmark KeithPazel.com. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Yeah, I will. I will. No, I'm not saying you. Oh, I, I, okay. Oh, I, I'm telling the Jesus I, I, Christ. I don't know this stuff. I don't know how this technology you, works. You, sir, are no broadcaster. <laughs> and with that, we'll be back. It's hilarious. <laughs> But Brando, just his pretense. I, I just want to see his, his ego. I want to see. He should his, have at least his, had the courtesy to listen to her. But uh, John I, Wayne's such a savage beast. You he, heard he was backstage. He's, he's doubling I heard, down. I heard Jonathan Wayne was backstage being non-compliant. Yeah. Jonathan Wayne, Jonathan, what are you doing? This is before Brando got really fat. Why didn't you get to read your? Entire yeah, he could still fit a fucking ascot around his neck. <laughs> yeah, what's that look? It's well, a, <laughs> I think that they felt that. It was inappropriate. By the way, this is the first time I've heard him not talk like Don Corleone. Yeah. I think they just, they didn't want her there. They didn't want the... Uh, his his kids were the, so fucked up. Like Brando's kids. What a murdered someone. Oh, hell yeah. It was Christian Brando. And then he, I mean, he's dead now. I mean, drug addiction, like total Hollywood fuck up family, you know? <laughs> 
That hole is the- I wrapped him in the ass, got a win on my neck right now. I can only do, this ruins the impression. Let's see if I can do regular Brando. All ethnic groups. All ethnic groups. All minorities. All minorities. Uh, they smell like cabbage, all of them. People just simply don't realize. They just took it for granted that that's the way people are going to be presented and these cliches were just going to be perpetual. And you know why I know what I'm yeah, talking you know, about? You know? know why I know what I'm talking about? Because I look up as I talk. Exactly. Him Thanks. looking up is, that to me is what makes it, actually. I, well, because <laughs> I have so many, I'm... I'm Leering at my thoughts, Dick. <laughs> well, he's got just a gigantic ego. My it's thoughts are like the birds in a Hitchcock film, and I'm locating. Is, is them. he actually doing the, the audition right now for Apocalypse Now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a snail goes across. I actually am just. You know what's really going on in his head right now? I actually really want a cheeseburger right now. <laughs> no, he's. I want to hear what he has to say. Stupid Indian. It just goes on and on and on. And people well, that was one thing. The idiot black man, the stupid Indian. What are what are the other ones? We got lazy Mexicans. <laughs> I mean, there were stereotypes. You're missing out on all of them. Do you only know the one? <laughs> Look, Brando, minorities are more than stupid. Let's fucking, let's encompass I'll all of it. I'll tell you what. I give, that's a bit. That's a joke. I didn't mean it. Um, but I give Brando credit. He's, he's woke for his time. I like the- Is he I like, woke for his time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I like the fucking the little the stubble. He definitely looks like he's got a like a a, a, a notebook full of alternative comedy jokes yeah, inside yeah, that fucking jean jacket. <laughs> the jean jacket ascot. I, I, there were some seventies fashion choices that were just bizarre. I came of age in the late seventies when it was really bottoming out. By really the way, people coming out. of age means jerking off. No, I. I <laughs> that would have been the summer of eighty five. <laughs> By the way, I downloaded. What were you doing in 1987? Were you in Wisconsin still? Yeah, absolutely. I downloaded Friday a Fright Night episode from 1987 on Fox 32, Green Bay TV. Oh, man, God, I don't know if I was watching much TV back then. I don't. Know. I figured that you were 17, 18, I was 18. I graduated from high school. I was going to college. All right. I've had enough, Crow. I think we know what he said. Yeah. Uh, that's the Marlon Brando segment. That, Look that, at that. That was. Uh, I'm thanks for indulging me. Okay, yes, yeah, so let's go some more years. More years. Um, all you need is cash. The fucking. Uh, I mean, I guess I should just stay on. What if year we're is that? Start Googling what, what all this. This that? one is 1978. All you need is cash. Debuts on NBC. I would imagine. What this was is, that game show? Uh, I don't know. I would imagine this is making fun of the Beatles and money. Oh, 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 oh! It's the uh, it's the uh, Monty Python. I forgot about. Yeah. That. Oh yeah, I've seen. This is funny. Yeah, the, the the Ruddles is the name of the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this being like a real like kind of. This was like a precursor to like the uh, like like Spinal Tap, you know, where they that they, they, they def and. They, I don't know. <laughs> I will say this: the songs from Monty Python are really good music. Oh yeah, no, yeah, they can put it together. That's what, that's what makes it good. We're it's British a, and a, funny, and we do the same aesthetic in all of our movies. <laughs> but the whole, the whole like music. I mean, any good joke band. I like a good joke band, but they got to be good musicians to truly be a good joke band. You know. We are getting wet in a shower because basically we talked it over chastity of myself. <laughs> and we came to the conclusion that. Uh, 
Civilization was nothing more than an effective sewage system. <laughs> no, this this might, I think we might have just discovered the best thing that Monty Python's ever oh, done. Oh, have you ever seen this? Oh, this no. is great. Oh, this is great. It's totally good. It's very funny. They do a good, I mean. It's so good. All right. It's such good parody music. Y Yo they make Yoko Ono a Nazi. Do you see that? Yoko yeah. Ono is a Nazi. That's pretty good. So, <laughs> what else? We got the Bird Magic title game. That happened. You, you got to think Lennon laughed at that. John Lennon must have thought that was funny. Well, I, think, I think George Harrison does a little cameo in it. George Harrison does oh, probably. a cameo. He, he knew Eric Idle. Yeah, well, absolutely. And then he funded uh, you know, uh, uh, Life of Brian. I think he literally gave $4 bucks to make that movie. George Harrison himself. You know, Like, okay, I believe in you guys. Yeah, I remember the Bird Magic. I remember watching that game. I remember watching that game. That that so was so that happened. I guess you, that's you know like, I guess that's like one of the highest rated sports games it, ever. It's the highest rated basketball game. One of the highest rated sports. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I remember watching this because I mean, whether there's three channels, uh, the the final four that year was Arkansas, Penn, and Michigan State. Michigan State beat Penn a hundred and one to sixty seven. Indiana State have any other good player? No, not, not, not really, not really. Because they kind of got rolled by Michigan State. Oh yeah, they? yeah, yeah, and they were undefeated. Indiana State was undefeated. They had a couple of okay players, but Bird, you know, the story with Bird, you know, he, he went to Indiana. He and, and, shot. That's an eighteen foot jump shot. Can you imagine being that far from a basketball hoop? Yeah. It, it, it was. Uh, but but with 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 Bird. Uh, he went to Indiana's for you know the story about that. Yeah, and then he chose to leave because Bobby Knight was a psychopath. Well, basically, he play, I think he was there for a couple weeks, and he didn't, he wanted to go home. I want to go home and well, play on dirt. There's a little bit of that, but I, I think he said he was he saw Coach Knight walking down the quad or whatever, and said hello to him, and Coach Knight didn't acknowledge him, and and, and that really pissed him off. He thought that was actually kind of a so he went to Indiana. He, he actually worked, I think, like mowing lawns and shit, and then he, and he went to Indiana State. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State, on the other hand, had three NBA players. Jay Vincent, uh, who was uh, Sam Vincent's brother. Look at that ginger fucking blonde mustache. G Greg Kelser. That is just not the Larry Bird I remember. I remember oh, the, yeah. the pockmarked Larry Bird with a bad lower back. Larry Bird is actually, I kind of don't remember his final year, but it oh, was yeah. well into my life. Like, 92 was his final yeah, absolutely. year. Absolutely. Yeah. His last three years. His back was fucked, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He should have retired. He should have had a 10-year career, not a 13-year career. He was a shell of his old self at the end. Because he was a good player. In the mid-80s, he was a very good Do you think bias player. dying made him be like, well, fuck, I got to play longer uh, now? Yes. Because yes. Bias was going to be like, oh, fuck, I can the retire. Baton, the baton was being passive. They got him after winning the championship. They could have won another championship or two with Bias, and then it was going to be passed on he to Bias. He would have fucked up Jordan's whole first run. Absolutely. His entire arc would have been affected. I truly believe that. I truly believe that because because Bias was that Or the that East good. Finals would have been so good. Bias oh, versus Jordan. Yeah, absolutely. It would have been a Celtic. Like That would have been a real clash. Uh, the, the, the Pistons would have still mattered, but they were getting old. They were getting long in the tooth. It would have been the it would have been the Celtics and the Bulls actually. It wouldn't have been the Cavaliers. There was no real East. Coast. I guess the Knicks were kind of a rival for the Bulls. Would you say the Knicks were a rival? 
Because because the Bulls oh, yeah. were always going to win. Starks fucking the, oh yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah that was a close especially because rival. when Jordan quit Pippen was against and and like he got and the Knicks were the hurdle yeah after Jordan left because when Jordan went away everybody in the East was just like fuck yeah no finally that can I win. think adds to the greatness of Scottie Pippen is they almost when went to LeBron the when yeah. LeBron goes down the Lakers are shit yeah the Cavs are shit when Jordan retired. Pippen took the Bulls to the East Finals twice. Oh, and, and, and they went to seven games. They got job in one. They, they could have won that and gone to the championship series against the Rockets. Yeah, Pippen had a great... I think he was like 24-8-8 eight and eight were his numbers. Like he was... And defense... I remember I went to a game that year and I was like, yeah, he's really good. Like his defense is just... That, I think his defense was the best thing about his game. Yeah. You were not getting out of a Jordan-Pippen double team. That was not happening. Those guys were the ball was gone. Well, because also back then you, know? you could foul people. You know, yeah, it's a different game. Nineteen eighty, really ABC's Nightline Iran hostage crisis program renamed Nightline, which yep. actually premieres in nineteen eighty one with Ted Koppel. Yep, that, that's what made that show. What was the Iranian hostage crisis? A a pivotal moment in my development as a nineteen eighty. You were like a person. Oh yeah, my my again when I think of. Again, that was that whole sense in the late late seventies. America was this was this weak nation. It totally created the 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 need for for Reagan to come in and get tough. This idea that we were being pushed around across the planet, which is hilarious if you think about that, because no one has Look a military. At that old librarian. No one has a military like the United States. They didn't have a military that same size back then, and they certainly don't now. So the idea that America was being pushed around by a third world country was a real blow after Vietnam. You had Vietnam, and then you had this. Like, the country had to get strong again. Don't you understand? We're going to get tough on crime. So they just had this because of the hostage crisis. Yeah. They were like, let's dedicate an hour of TV yep. to the crisis, and we'll call it Nightline. We'll just give it a little yeah. thing. And so, and this became a thing. And then it got it was so popular, and then when the crisis ended, they were like, well, let's keep this fucking yes, show. absolutely. And we'll let Todd tuck his way. Ted Campbell. Yep. Absolutely. Your mom is pretty good. Coppel's, I think, I think Coppel's a decent enough TV young guy back then. The Shah of Iran is beyond a was beyond a bastard. He was a awful human being. An awful bastard. Grew up near the wall, as we say in Game of Thrones. Yeah, very much, and backed a hardcore U.S. supporter in the Middle East. Hardcore. So the him falling that was a real. I mean, that was a real sort of like, oh, it's a game changer. We have a new force politically we've got to deal with where all this oil is at. So it's yeah. like it's, we have to really, I mean, get our fingers even caught up more into it. Look at this. Know? This looks like uh, the, the outtakes from a Christopher Guest movie. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. This was like cutting edge kind of. Spinal tap has landed in Iran. To protest the flight of the Shah to Egypt. So that happened. So yep. Nightline became a thing. Absolutely. We're just flying through this TV Absolutely. history. Yeah. I like Soap it. Soap Opera Capital premieres. Do you remember that show? No. Not at Let's all. get a quick look at Capital. Two more and then we're almost done. Yep. That's cool. Copple. I got a typewriter in front of me just you know, making a few notes. It clicks <laughs> with every tape. I had a typewriter in 1987. I had a typewriter. Computers came in like in 88. That's when I first started writing papers on computers. Spell check was like this great advancement. It was like, oh my God. I still this love spell check. New Year's Eve engagement party, and it's like real important I'm there. New Year's Eve? That's our biggest night. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why I don't want to ask you, but I'll work extra hard. I'll do a double shift or something, but it's real I'll important. do a double shift or something. Big shindig at home, huh? No, actually, it's. It a, sounds like the dialogue is all lingo. Yeah. 
you know, I've been toying with well, they're trying to ground it in a certain kind I of place. I think they're trying to be like, let's do like a, a young hip fucking yeah. soap opera. Yeah, there's an attempt at that. But let's do the delayed drama aspect of it. When did this come on? on 1982. Yeah. God, this is a total 82 look to it. Early 80s was a weird time. So let's do Reagan, Reagan becoming president. That that was it. Just there was a real. Plus, the economy was pretty bad during that time. A, a lot of the that's actually when the Trumpism should have happened because a ton of factories closed down. This is going to lead us into factories. generations. This is the first black oh, soap yeah, opera. Yeah, yeah, yep. You look at the production by the late eighties. Things started to look a little better. Early eighties, it was still pretty raw. I think. Uh oh, I think I've overwhelmed this. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Just doing my nails. The Marshals. On to the man who's not afraid to turn his dreams into reality. We've got nothing to complain Just about. trying to compete with Cosby so desperately because at this point, yeah. another world had spun off. Yeah. Cosby was owned television yeah. and the consciousness of every female and fucking that he ever crossed paths with. I think NBC. Was worth more in the late '80s than it is now. That's how much. That's how wealthy NBC was. The value of the stock of NBC was more than. I mean, it, it was. The saga of generations begins. Black making love. In stereo, one in one ear and out the other. People Look at them just, just fucking making out, dude. Is that Alex Trebek? I can't. We can't do this now with your wife upstairs, my God. Hey, come on, we're safe now. Lacey doesn't have a... She's black. Look at that brooch. So that's God, Generations. Wow. Wow. Um, and then 1989, we're going to close it with uh, Clint Mallerchuck. I have, I have no idea what that is either. Maybe I'll Clint Mallerchuck getting his throat slit on the ice. Remember I told oh, you about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. That. Now, here's what this is. Okay. Do you want to see this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this. I, I didn't realize that that was the. I thought it was a show called Clint Mallershuck. No, I didn't realize it was actually the guy who got his throat slit, which I've never seen. Never seen. This is like a. Uh, I remember this being like kind of a thing. People talk. Ooh, whoa! You saw this. It was All like, right. You ready, Bubba? Yeah. By the left pad. Here's Barger sending it back in front now. Comes back to the line. Kept it by Cruz. Now recovered by Lauder. Gets it back over the line. Here's so the this is the this is the Blues or the Sabers? It's the Blues versus the Sabers. Oh, okay, okay. On into the Buffalo zone of Bahar goes to the corner of the passion. Oh wow! Uh, watch Malarchuk. That's the story right now with the rim. Oh man! You can see it from the non-HD. Whoa, man. Yeah, it's happening, boy. That guy saved his life who just kneeled down below him. Yeah. He pinched the the artery. He put his finger in his neck, pinched the artery, skated him off the ice, and they packed him in in ice on the way to the ambulance. Look how his hand's in his Whoa, neck. He's telling man. him immediately that saved his fucking life. Yeah. Wow. Look, they're going to commercial. That, like, they don't know what the fuck yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because it's such a rough scene. Uh, they got him off the ice in a hurry, though. Good it's for them. The, the, they, the speed that they got him off the ice. That, that, that was, like, less than a minute. That was less than a minute, I'd say. Wow. That's an interesting clip. Dude, Mallard Chuck. So, yeah, and now you got to get all that blood off. You, the you ice. could hear the crowd. Could you hear the crowd go, oh, you could hear the crowd make a noise. Got to re Zamboni that oh, ice. Yeah, let, let's watch that. Let's watch that again. Let's watch that again because this, this is pretty good. Like, how long is it going to get out there? Okay, what time, what time is it right now? Oh, you can hear the crowd. 
You hear him? Oh. Oh. You see it spurting? Please take, take the, the camera. camera off. Yeah, yeah. You see what they, they were, they were, fo- and then they, they went back. The guy's like, I don't know how. I know. Yeah, he literally, he went. Did you see him? My go, job is to go this way. I don't know how to turn it what, off. He zoomed it. Like he, oh, 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 man. Wow. How long did it take for him to get out there and do that? Would you see the time? A minute, I would say. Oh, I think it was even less than that. I think it might have been like 30 seconds. Very good. It's very, very good on that guy. But Malachuk, yeah. so Malachuk comes back that season. And is never the same again. He yeah. actually, here's the fucking hockey player. I think he played like three weeks later, oh. like enough after his neck healed. He was out there, but he was apprehensive. He never was. A, he played for like a few more years, never had the same career. He's actually a big like anxiety advocate now because wow. he's weak willed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's the case is, you know. You yeah, know. but that's. That's the show, basically. Yeah, I mean, that was this week well, in TV but, but history. His, his neuroses is part of his identity. You see, he has to have that because you you don't have an identity unless you 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 keep your and wear your neuroses on your sleeve. That's what makes you an individual. You see, yeah. So if you have anxiety or depression, that's what I have. Oh, I've actually ADHD. Oh, really? I, I, I've got a look at all disorder. these guys kicking at Jet Li. You think he, <laughs> you think you're going to stop Jet Li with kicks? Uh, this is they know their audience. They know their audience. Jet Li was always the oh, poor dude, man's Oh, dude, and UFC hand. was just burgeoning, so you put a cage. This was yeah. like, oh, my God, they're doing that, like, octagon shit. Yeah, absolutely. This is before Dana White was bald and owned United Fighting Conference. <laughs> but that's the show. How do you good feel show. about it? Good show. Had fun. Had a good time. Hope you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Follow Crow on uh, Twitter. In- insecure Comic. I think I had a pretty good. T- you like my you, you, the Joyce Dewitt uh, uh, came in in my tweet. I was like, "Do you think Joyce Dewitt and Mr. Yeah, G ever, I thought ever ho- got together or hooked that up?" That was a, that was a good one. I thought that was a good one. I love those clashing of two worlds. Very simple but good, effective. You know. Yeah. All right. Anyway, you can follow me. Uh, I am at Keith Paisel. I'm the only Keith Paisel on planet Earth. Thank you for watching. We will see you next week.